today. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. MSNBC was caught jury tampering. Now, fortunately, it was attempted jury tampering, but apparently an MSNBC producer was trailing the jury bus, blowing through a street light, to try and keep up with them. And of course, they, they come out and they say, this is a normal process. It's, it's you know, they're, they're, they were just trying to get in touch with the jurors so they could interview them after the verdict. Right. The judge banned MSNBC from the building. Good. Now, this producer that was named uh, is an NBC producer. So this, you know, of course, overlap. But this may be one of the most serious, uh, I don't know how you just... Uh, Acts of aggression, what do, you want to, what do you want to call it? Attempts to interfere, grave constitutional violations. November 9th, I believe it was, Fox News, everyone reported. I mean, I was watching the trial. The judge said someone tried to film the jury at the bus pickup. We will change protocol. It won't happen again. So don't tell me these MSNBC producers did not know what they were doing was in violation of the judge's rules and, I believe, criminal. Some have reported it was a felony to try and do what they did. We have more evidence. This this story gets crazy. I believe I have a case to present to you that ADA Kraus tampered with evidence to cheat because they knew they would lose. I believe I can spell it out for you very clearly now. That being said, I'm not going to claim it's definitive, but I can show you the evidence. He has software in his computer for cropping and for formatting. I believe he got the footage himself from Tucker Carlson's show, cropped out the Fox News graphic, compressed it to give the defense a a, a, a version they could not form an argument around. And then he got caught. Now, maybe it's speculative, but wait till we show you the transcript and you see what he said. I believe he outed himself and he got caught. Will the judge declare a mistrial with prejudice? Will he declare a mistrial? He could rule on either because both motions have been raised. He said a day of reckoning. He said, I warned you a day of reckoning would come over this video. But we'll wait to see what the jury says. Now, if the jury comes back with not guilty, it's moot. But some rumors are circulating. That's a 6-6 hung jury that they're not in agreement, guilty and not guilty, right in the middle. And so what will the judge do? I don't know, but this is a travesty of justice. So we'll go through that. We've got some other uh, stories to talk about. The National Guard in Oklahoma refusing the vaccine and being threatened to be disbanded effectively. To be, They would be kicked out of the National Guard and they would just become militia. Hmm. Apparently that's what, it, what the Pentagon said. But we'll get into all that stuff. Joining us to talk about all of this stuff today is filmmaker Ben Stewart. Good to be back. This is my third time. Go to benjosephstewart.com and look me up on YouTube, Ben Stewart. Got a lot of uh, really good news, and I have to say that uh, I listen to The Daily Show every day, Tim. And I get some really good stuff from there. Oh, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, man. Well, glad to have you back. It's always a pleasure. We, we did that first episode on the fourth turning and going yeah. through the book mm-hmm. and everything, so we, we might get into that stuff again as well, because that's a very crazy topic, especially with how crazy everything's getting. Yeah. We got Luke chilling. Yeah, last year I was here. I was like, you guys got to get Ben in here. It's good to see finally you here three times now. Finally, I'm here when yes. you're here, so I'm really <laughs> happy about that. Me and, me and Ben go back all the way back till 2010. That's right. Uh, 
And, uh, yeah, it's great to see you. And uh, today I am wearing a shirt that is highlighting a fresh pack of dopamine-addicting, doctor-recommended, modern-day pack of cigarettes with Big Tech, of course, representing the cigarettes individually put in there. You could get yours exclusively to show disdain towards our totalitarian overlords on thebestpoliticalshirts.com. And because you do, I'm here. Thanks for having me. Hope them when they're young. Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's the, I, I, you know, it feels like a hurricane went through here the last few days, and now mm-hmm. we're like sitting in the very calm, in the yeah, calm, it's nice, <laughs> it's silent. It's calm. It is silence, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. It's like the ghost of 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 Alex and Rogan still are like <laughs> permeating the walls. Still of alive. Yes, yes. Thank spirit. you, guys. Well, to, to, to be honest, we had a million and one people trying to, you know, we want to come on, we want to come, on, and I was like, I think we need to just have a calmer yes. single guest like we would normally do because this, this Austin trip's been fantastic, <laughs> but you know, we're gonna have. Uh, uh, two people on tomorrow so it'll be a big show again but uh, it's been a blast here we got Lydia pressing the buttons thank you guys for joining me in the kitchen once again as we're chilling in Austin this is a really cool city we did some really fun stuff I'm about to post it to my Instagram it was incredible this is such a fun city and I'm so glad we're here Let's get started. Also, don't forget, go to TimCast.com, become a member, and you will get access to our members-only segments. We're going to have a members-only segment coming up at around 11 or so p.m. You don't want to miss that. Plus, we're hiring a couple more journalists for the team, and your membership helps support that. Don't forget to like this video right now. Smash that like button. Subscribe to this channel. Take that URL. Share it wherever you can, because that's the most powerful thing you can do to help the show if you're a fan. Let's get into that first story. And this, my friends, is a doozy Mm. from the New York Post. MSNBC banned from Kyle Rittenhouse trial after producer accused the following jurors. Accused? The police caught the person and took them into custody, issued them traffic citations. This person following the jury bus from the Rittenhouse trial blew a stoplight to try and keep up with them. That's crazy, huh? Dang. Let's read a little bit. They say, The man who identified himself as James Morrison was pulled over Wednesday after he allegedly blew a red light while pursuing a bus that transport jurors. He stated he had been instructed by a superior in New York to follow the jury bus. Now, we have the name. I'm not going to say the name of this producer because we have no evidence the producer was actually doing anything. And a lot of people are accusing this producer of malintent. I can tell you this. The police said this guy was doing this thing. He may have just tried throwing a producer under the bus by being like, oh, it's my boss. My boss made me do it. I don't have evidence of that, but I can say the producer in question purged their social media across the board. I watched it happen in real time. That could just be because people are piling on because the judge said their names. I don't think the judge should have to be completely honest. I think the judge should have called out this guy. But I'll tell you this. MSNBC knew, NBC knew that this was jury tampering. The judge had already warned about filming the jury. The police said they believed the man was trying to photograph jurors. And now it gets worse. The judge says the bus is blacked out. So they can't see in or out the jurors. You know how bad that is? That's not a good thing. Hmm. And he said it was because we don't want the jurors to see anything from either side. How thick do you think the wall of a bus is? A millimeter of, of steel? When that bus drives past the courthouse to screaming, to bowl horning, those jurors can hear it all. You can block the light, but you can't block the sound. And the bus goes by and everybody knows. You mean to tell me? that you blacked out the bus so they couldn't see. People got bullhorns. These people are being brought into the courtroom under this guard because of these protests. Two people got arrested for fighting. A dude got arrested for having a knife. These jurors know it. Jury tampering, in my opinion, it's here. Now, the craziest bit of this, MSNBC. 
corporate actors. This is, I mean, what would you describe this as? It's not activism. It's work. It's crazier than that. Uh, Mike Cernovich uh, wrote about this today, and he said, MSNBC cross state lines to jury tamper. <laughs> and uh, I, I think Correct. there's a case to be made here, especially with how biased MSNBC has been about this entire case. I mean, Joy Reid was just on her nationally syndicated television show talking about how Kyle crying is just white man tears, which she doesn't care about. She called Kyle a Karen. She compared him to, to Kavanaugh. Mm-hmm. And, and these are people with obviously a bent they want a particular outcome in this story so to to think that they're innocent here i think is a misnomer we're still waiting to find out all the details we don't know exactly what was going on here but uh no, we do we do I mean, I, I mean, I mean, as far as like the bigger details, the exact intentions, whether this is going to be criminally charged or not, we don't know that. But, but I posted a meme about this today on my Twitter account, and it and it shows uh, Michael Myers in Halloween with the tagline "MSNBC creeping on jurors." <laughs> so, uh, you know, we, we got to laugh at this thing because it's ridiculous. This and, is, and I, I think, you know, from my own personal view, this was more malicious than than it was investigative journalism. Mm-hmm. Investigating, mm-hmm. investigating a jury who's being mm-hmm. protected from public exposure. Well, that's the other side of the story well, look, that look. they're saying it, i think it was last week i sh- we, we, we did a segment on this show where i played an msnbc video where they said gage grosskreutz testified he had his hands up when he was shot and then they play a video from the trial of something totally different of him talking about how he was scared for his life and wanted to be an emt and i'm like that's not the testimony mm-hmm. and then we played the video where the defense said it wasn't until you advanced on kyle and pointed your gun at him that he shot you and he says yes so what the what was MSNBC talking about? Mm. Then we get people saying, I haven't watched MSNBC to this capacity, but they're like, they show the prosecutor's closing argument and they don't show the defense. Hmm. Now, MSNBC was attempting to expose the identities of the jurors. The police said, let me show you this. Kenosha Police Department said, police suspect this person was trying to photograph jurors. Is this, I'll tell you this, I think it is, but is this a major corporate player ideologues, cultists, trying to affect the outcome of a trial? And if so, for what reason? I was just going to say, like, what if they would have gotten pictures? Like, what story can they run with? What were they going for? They probably would have leaked it. Uh, But to what end? Like, what would MSNBC's angle be like, hey, check this out. What's the tagline? Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, we, we got some Not pictures. Of they, they could have sent the it. They, I mean, when I got attacked in Germany by Antifa, it was a mainstream media journalist that took a picture of me and mm-hmm. gave it out to all the Antifa members to come target and, and attack me. And, and then lie. they lied about the entire situation. So there could be MSNBC journalists. I mean, they're acting more and more like activists. So they have a network of activists that work for them that obviously have connections to all the large organized protests that have been happening all throughout this country. I'm speculating here. We have no solid proof or evidence of this, but it's not 
far to speculate with just the atrocious actions that MSNBC has been taken on the, the intelligence of the American people with mm-hmm. their blasphemy and bullcrap that they've been trying to shove down everyone's throat. It, it's ridiculous what they've been saying. They've been off the rails and they've been more concerned about an agenda, a narrative, rather than, of course, any kind of even semblance of news reporting because they haven't been doing any of that. Uh, and, and I think that's a fair argument to make here with everything that's going on here. And it's just, it's just ridiculous. Some people are saying that this is clear obstruction of justice. Some people are saying that they wanted to, the jury to know that they're watching them. Mm-hmm. Some people say that they wanted the jury know that they have their identities. Who knows? But, but either way, this stinks to high heaven. We're going to find out later down the line what's going to happen here. I'm just speculating. I could see like um, them wanting to prep a story like meet the jurors from the Kyle Rittenhouse and they have all of them already planned and they already know who each of them are and they find out where what about so and then they're just willing to throw this reporter under the bus. They're like, so what's worse is going to happen? We're going to get sued for 10 million bucks if we get find out, found out. So what? Or, yeah. or this guy will go to prison yeah. for, a, for a felony mm-hmm. and they're like, we don't care. We can do it. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Throw him under the bus. They're well, probably not going to even cover his lawyer fees. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, probably not. They're going to be. They, they, they've already said. I think it was like a rogue producer. Mm. Wow. They're, they're sure, trying to claim yeah. like. Uh, so, so this was crazy when the story when the story broke. The police said a man alleging to be with a national outlet. All of a sudden, you know, I'm watching the, the the live stream for the trial, and it's just nothing. It's just the emblem, right? And then all of a sudden, the noise, tur- the sound turns on. The judge steps up, and I'm like, "This could be a verdict. What is this?" And the judge said, "Here's what happened." claiming to be with msnbc now i didn't know if that was true because i was like guys you know i tweeted for all we know this is antifa pretending to be a reporter and and knowing someone's name and throwing them under the bus trying to escape the cops like let's let's be chill about this a reporter from court tv said i know the guy yes he does work for this organization and this is a normal practice Hmm. sounds to me i won't i won't give him the benefit of the doubt i won't play that game anymore you could argue that msnbc was just like we're going to get a scoop and everyone else be damned. No, I'm not going to buy it. When MSNBC lies about the testimony of the state witness to make the state look better, when they cut out the defense's arguments, when Joy Reid goes on her show and says, white male tears, they want to affect the outcome. The reason those protesters are outside screaming at these, at these, as, as the bus is coming in to drop off jurors is because of the likes of MSNBC and others like them. So they definitely want to affect the outcome. In my opinion, this dude may have been an, uh, a useful idiot, but I think they were like, get the jurors information. And you made a great point, Ben. To what end? To what story would they do? Mm-hmm. They can't. They can't do a story. When the, sh- when the show's over, maybe. And maybe they're hoping they have more information on the jurors than anybody else. So they could find them fast. But either way, if the jury finds out they're being trailed, and they I, I'm appa- apparently did, right. that's jury intimidation. Right. So what, 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 you think the jurors, after the fact, are going to be like, oh, that was you who was following us in this in this landmark trial we're terrified of the outcome of and, and making us fear for our lives. Of course I'll do an interview with Let's you. Let's make a statement. Why not? Yeah, I, I can't I can't follow, like, you ever hear, like, a dog chasing a car, like, dog doesn't know what he would do if he got the mm. car. I'm really oh. curious, like, what would they have done if they would have gotten a moment? Well, I, 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 sorry, go ahead. I've Amy. seen a dog get the car, and what happened was it <laughs> hit the wheels from, when the car was going 50 miles an hour and went flying up in the air and was mm-hmm. torn That's apart. Good I mean, metaphor yeah. for what happened to this person in MSNBC, mm-hmm. you know? Big metaphor. Like, yeah. it. What good could have come out of it for, for this guy or for MSNBC? He I, knew I what he was doing. He knew what he was doing. Right. I don't, of course he did. This is not about getting a scoop. This is wh- how could this be anything other than a form of jury intimidation and obstruction of mm-hmm. justice? Re- regardless of intent, 
It right. was jury tampering, obstruction. I don't know about obstruction of justice. I think that applies to like law enforcement sure. investigation. But this, regardless of intent, they were tampering with the jury. It's such a huge trial. I mean, like, biggest of our lifetime. Menendez Brothers, it, it didn't fit everything that was going on in the world. This fits everything that's going on in the world. And I, I really feel, I was talking to Lydia beforehand, like, you take a look at this, like, yes, it's they're, they're making it into something like black versus white, but really, it's somebody, it's the only armed citizenry in the world protecting small businesses during a time where there's an all-out assault on small businesses and really, it's this is like an iconic, symbolic show of force against anyone who wants to defend small businesses by any means. The race thing really is crazy, too. And the ideology thing is crazy because I keep seeing the left saying he showed up in opposition to Black Lives Matter. And I was like, no one ever yeah. said that yeah. one time for the testimony from the state witnesses and the defense was that he rendered aid to the Black Lives Matter protesters. Sounds like he was there to help them. Mm -hmm. yeah. But but also stop riots, right? So it's not like he's like, I hate you. No, he's like, I'm here to help you, but please don't burn anything down. Mm. This is unprecedented, though. I mean, like, what, I mean, I'm trying to think of another time in history, let's just say in the past hundred years, where there have been such violent riots around the country that people in mass had had to start calling in local favors and say, like, could you come and protect their business? Because carte, carte blanche, it's just being destroyed across mm -hmm. the board. Has that ever happened? Well, in the in 90s, there was uh, riots in Los Angeles. There was uh, racial riots in New York as well. And then, of course, in the 60s and 70s, there was a lot of riots as well. So this is not something that's, that's you know, Where not Where people uncommon. brought their own guns to protect small businesses there's there's they, they were, they know, were the, rooftop Korea, the rooftop the rooftop koreans yeah, yeah. are okay. of course mm -hmm. uh, talked about a lot especially in the chat room um and and you know th 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 this is not what 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 went yeah. down in the la riots and why the, the the koreatown residents you know took to their rooftops the police left they were mm -hmm. like what do you expect us to do about it i believe i don't know if it was the national guard or the or the army that was brought in but they formed a perimeter and so you have all of these people just being like we've been abandoned completely yeah don't be surprised when the state abandons you the police aren't going to protect you like we saw in kenosha they will leave so what happens you know there's that famous viral moment where the guy was pulled out, i say viral but it's just historical where he was pulled out of the truck in the la riots and brutally beaten and stomped on the ground and left you know seriously injured and then during the george floyd riots the blm riot the great blm riots of 2020 25 people are confirmed to have been dead due to those riots now, if you go by the periphery, like uh, related incidents around the riots, I believe it goes up to like 34, Three? 33, maybe. Yeah, sure. And they also found uh, after a building was burned down and completely destroyed, mm. they didn't realize this. But after they cleared the rubble, they found a, they found a body. Oh, man. So you have you have these stories and don't don't be surprised when people come out. Now, the problem is when someone like Kyle Rittenhouse comes out, he shouldn't have and he shouldn't have had to. But the rioters shouldn't have been there. And if the riders did, the police should have stopped them, but the police didn't. This is what ends up happening. Now, the trial for Kyle Rittenhouse, as you mentioned, this is a question of whether or not regular people have a right to say no to the extremists destroying their neighborhoods. And as we can see with how Merrick Garland has been handling the AG, how, as, how he's been handling the, the DOJ as AG, going after parents concerned about critical race theory instead of the extremists and the riots mm. and 
I mean, I think it's fair to say we know who's being protected on this yeah. one. Not mm-hmm. just going after parents, but using counterterrorism division um, members and using threat tags to go after specific parents because they went after they, they went to a PTA meeting. That's absolutely absurd and just highlights the insanity of the political pro- uh, persecution that's going after people for their beliefs rather for their than the, for their actions. I got. Um I've got a theory for you guys. Oh. Briefly mentioned it before the show, but for everybody watching, I believe that ADA Kraus in the Rittenhouse trial manufactured evidence. I should say this, manipulated evidence, provided a weakened version of that evidence to the defense in an effort to disadvantage them, prejudice the jury, and gain a Hail Mary pass, which in fact has now given them a potential hung jury. Mm. To simplify, Drone footage, they're calling it unicorn evidence, emerges, you know, right in the middle of the trial that the, the, that the state has. They present it. They claim it shows Kyle Rittenhouse pointing his weapon at the Zeminskis, provoking Rosenbaum to attack him. Now, you can't really see much. Here's what we know is true. The evidence that they presented was not the same evidence given to the defense. The defense was provided with a, I believe it was a, two, uh, was it like a 212p video a lower resolution, and apparently a cropped version. So when the defense is reviewing the video, they say, I can't see anything here. They're claiming that this shows Rittenhouse pointing the weapon. The jury will never buy it. The video's too blurry and grainy. But then they go to trial. They go, they go into the trial, and the jury is given higher res video instead. Now, what ends up happening is the defense didn't notice this. They crafted their argument around, you can't see anything anyway. But in the high res video, it's easier to see. And then the state made their argument. The defense was unable to provide a defense because they were not given the evidence. It wasn't until the judge said, I want to see this. They, the, the defense played their low res version and the judge says, what is this? I can't see anything. Binger, one of the prosecutors says, our version is clearer, isn't it? And Krauss says, yes, this results in shock among the judge and the defense saying, what do you mean? How is yours clearer? We weren't provided that evidence. And then Krauss says, No, it's just playing weird. That line right there is evidence to me. He realized, uh oh, I've been caught. Now, you may be saying, Tim, that's a wild theory, but I've brought receipts. I send you now to my Twitter where I produced a thread. Now, this is not definitive. It is just my hypothesis as to what may have occurred. I think it's possible I'm wrong because there's some elements here and I'll explain. But first, take a look at this. We have an image from Election Wiz. He says, based on the work of John M. Curtis, Death Not Darth and For Fierg, it appears the Rittenhouse drone video was a cropped version of the video shown on Tucker Carlson. So the image I'm presenting now on the screen for those that are watching, you can see the Tucker Carlson video and you can see the prosecution's video. And it looks like someone cropped out Fox News's graphic, creating a strange video. Now, here's the point I made. The drone footage presented by the state is in a weird format. 1920 by 844. What resolution is that? I mean, you, nobody, it's, it's, it's 1080. This appears to be because the full video was manipulated to remove either the graphic or something the state did not want to include. Now that's me speculating because I don't know who cropped that video. They may have received it from somebody else, but I brought receipts. I want to say, how did the footage get cropped? Kraus on his laptop has format factory. And I have the source right here included in my tweet. In the image, you can see Format Factory. It's kind of hard to see. Format Factory is software that allows you to crop, mix, transcode video. But crop is highlighted on their website. I point this out. 
Format Factory is not just transcoding. As per their website, it also crops video. This explains why Krauss had handbrake and Format Factory. Here's the source. It says, provides audio and video converter, splitter, mixer, crop, and D-logo. Was Krauss looking for software that would remove the Fox News graphic D-logo and then decided to crop it instead into a strange format? That doesn't make sense. Now, I'm going to pause for a second and say this. At any rate, shouldn't this be called into question? Your Honor, videos aren't recorded in 844p. This video has been tampered with. The video should be, if it's 1920, it should be 1920 by 1080. I'd argue that this has got something cut out and thus should not be used. Now, they might say, too bad, the video shows what it shows. But I think right away there's an issue. Let's move on. And I said, now we all know it's a fact. The defense was given a lower res video. This is not disputed, but it seems ADA Kraus got caught as per the transcript. This is a transcript of the moment when the defense realized they were not given the real evidence. In fact, they were given a low res version. Two things stand out. Binger says this isn't the same quality as our version, is it? Sounds like Binger didn't know. I mean, the dude seems to be rather inept and doesn't know gun safety. But I think from the transcript, he genuinely didn't know. Kraus says, no, our version's much clearer. Wisco for the defense says, I got that from you. I have the enhanced one, but that is exactly what we got from you. We got it from Dropbox. The judge says, so what you're showing me now is this doesn't show anything. This is what was provided to the defense. Richards on the defense says, yes. Binger says, Mr. Stute is on his way. This is their tech guy who's now going to come in and play the high res version. Wisco says, I don't know. That's what we got from Dropbox. So if your version's clear, that means you didn't give us our, give us your version. And Kraus says, it's just playing weird. Holy cow. Wisco says, that's not how it works. If it truly was a mistake, that somehow, this is what they argued, when they sent the video over email, because they sent it over email, it somehow changed the name of the file and, and compressed it. That's not possible. That doesn't happen. But Kraus said, it's just playing weird. Why would he say that? It's just playing weird. He offered up an excuse to try and placate everybody who realized somebody was manipulating the evidence. That, to me, is the quote in question. If Krauss genu- genuinely didn't know this happened, he would have been like, I don't know why it's doing it. I have no idea what's going on. Or he said nothing. He goes, I don't know. Our version seems to be clear. Something must have gone wrong. We'll fix it. I'm sorry. Instead, he says, no, no, no. It's just playing weird. Check it out. Not only was the video compressed, the prosecution appears to have provided a cropped version. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now, I've, there's, there's a potential explanation for this. In the top video, you can see the car to the left. In the bottom video, you can see there's much more space behind the car. The video is cropped. This could be the result of whoever uploaded this comparison to YouTube, so I don't know for sure. We do know that 480 by 2 by 12 is 
not the same as 1920 by 844, and both are strange formats. There's also an explanation for how it got derezzed. Some people say that when you when you when you put a 1920 by 844 in email on iPhone, the iPhone will compress it. Now that may be the case, but there's no reason to give them the benefit of the doubt. And I have more. They say the file name that was given to the fence had a uh, the, was different. Okay, now iTunes won't do that. I'm sorry, not iTunes. Uh, iPhone will not iOS. It has smaller file size and a different file name. But what will change a file name? Compression software, which again is on Krauss's computer known as Handbrake, which many people have pointed out below Format Factory. Handbrake is transcoding software can render videos easily to other sizes and formats. Source from handbrake.fr, they say it's a tool for converting video from nearly any format to a selection of modern widely supported codecs. Hmm. The original format 1920 by 1080 somehow got cropped to 1920 by 844. It gets further cropped, renamed and compressed. So there, there are potentially explanations. I don't have the, that, that. That's as far as I go with, you know, presenting my case. As far as I can, uh, uh, what I'll basically say is I believe beyond, uh, this is probable cause. I believe I've shown probable cause to believe that ADA Krauss tampered with evidence to try and cheat and win and, and disadvantage the defense and prejudice the jury against the defendant. I don't know if it's definitive. I don't know if he actually did these things. But Handbrake, as many people have described, is in the weeds software. You got to be like to know what that is because it's fairly obscure. Format factory to have both hmm. cropping software and compression software when a video is compressed and cropped raises a lot of questions. And for Krauss to say it's, it's just playing weird was a weird thing to say to try to make excuses. I think we have enough to do this. The process the, the judge has said uh, he has implied he wants Krauss to go under oath on the stand. Do it. And we'll see what happens. Hmm. Now, the judge has said there will be a reckoning on this software on, on this video. I'm sorry. But he's going to wait for the jury to come back with their verdict. So we'll see how that plays out. But let me know what you guys think about that rant I just did on all that evidence. And do you agree with me? You did a very good job of compiling, and I'm glad you got the images to show there. My only question is, this is a big case, right? Mm -hmm. How was none of this checked beforehand? I mean, as a video guy, I'm I'm curious because I was saying earlier, on an image to see whether it's been doctored or not, you can check to see how many dates of of creation it has on right. it. If it only has one date of creation, that means that was the date it was taken and it hasn't been touched since. How did they not look into that? And why did they go to Tucker Carlson and whatever, like, you know, screen record or something? That I don't I don't know if they got it from Tucker Carlson. Some people have pointed out the video appears to be the same footage that came from Tucker Carlson, but it's cropped. So what I'm simply saying is this to me seems plausible, but that's why I said uh, um, probable cause. Mm-hmm. Probable cause is not proof beyond a reasonable doubt i'm just saying all this stuff lines up and he's got these two specific programs for this i'd like to get him under oath and well, see and investigate this you did a great job and the fact that you're here talking about this like this is a huge case beforehand wouldn't they ask questions like where did you get this evidence i want to investigate to make sure that what you're saying lines up with where this imagery comes from this is a huge why case. is the file format a, a, a non-standard format. That's weird. And why are you the first one I'm hearing that from? <laughs> you know what I mean? 844p. I mean, when I when I no saw sense. that in the, right away, I was like, huh? Yeah. Everyone did I, I've last been, night. You know, you, know, you know, I've been doing video editing since I was like 10 or 11 years old. I started with Flash 4, 
So I don't know how old I was. I was a little kid. I've had a computer. I've been doing paintbrush since Windows came out. I've always had a computer. I did Flash. I was doing After Effects. I started making skate videos in After Effects because I'm a little kid. I has no idea what he's doing. And then I started getting into uh, other editing software, making skate videos. I've been working in video editing my whole life and computers and all that stuff. I've, I've developed apps. And I saw this and I'm like, that's not a normal thing. Someone sent this and it's, a, and it's clearly a manipulated video. But the defense is not technologically... Savvy? Savvy. Yeah. Right. A a good example is when they were trying to explain algorithmic uh, um, enlargement. Mm. And the the, the defense said they use a a 3D AI logarithm to to produce and generate. And I was like, oh, these guys don't know what they're saying. It's image interpolation. You can simply say, I I understand what he was trying to say, but it uses a computer program to predict what the image may look like. It is not an image from the night in question. Very simply, very simply stated. They didn't have a firearms expert. They didn't have somebody mm-hmm. who could speak more clearly to that. Does, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to go back to saying this is a huge case. How much ineptitude are we seeing here? Because like, I, I'm, I'm just shocked that everything that you're breaking down here is not something that had been thought of or, or talked about before. This is a huge case. Like, what what's going on here? Someone someone actually super chatted that I've demonstrated means, motive, and opportunity. That's right. Mm. Yeah. I, I, look, look, look. Sure, but you, you, we need an investigation. I, we we need to we need forensic we need for, uh, forensic analysis on his computer. I want to see when he down. We, we know when he had those programs. He's had them since January. January seventh, he had uh, handbrake. I want uh, people say you can see the last time it was used. Sort of. We, I want, I want to know when the, uh, uh, the defense's file was generated. When it was, when the, when the 212 video was created. I want to see when the defense's was created. And then I want to look at his computer. I want to get him under oath. They should seize his laptop yes. immediately. immediately. How so much you want to bet he's already it's doing already a DOD sweep on it, purging mm-hmm. the hard drive seven times over? Yep. Of yep. course. Yeah. Wow. Cause he probably knows this is coming. Like, by the way, I mean, now we're not talking. Kraus Binger is, is like hearing his voice. It sounds like you're listening to somebody in junior high. Right. Right. I, I already feel like I'm in idiocracy <laughs> where it's like you, you don't have to do that good of a job to get by with your job these days. So this is one of the things I noticed as I was growing up was that all of our institutions are like held together by spider webs. Like no one is checking things like and I I when I do my work, I try to go back and check everything I've done because I worked in a hospital. And if you don't check things and make sure that your documentation is correct, you can be in huge trouble. Mm-hmm. You can use your license The nurse in charge of you can use your license. But apparently this is in this case in this huge freaking trial. And I just wanted to say that I feel like we don't owe this prosecution any form of confidence that they are operating in good faith because they're not even competent. So if this super chat is correct, I oh. think it backs up exactly what I said. So, uh, so a super chat said, why cow has the metadata? The video the defense received was created 20 minutes after the original. If genuine, they'd show the same. If it was created 20 minutes after the original, that would imply that Kraus was the one who made both. He made the original file they admitted as evidence, and then he made the lower res version to give the defense to weaken their ability to to argue against this it. This trial, because if because if if it was if it was a third party who made both, how would he have two different files and then give the wrong one? That's possible. It's possible somebody made both files, gave both a low res and a high res version. I don't know why they would do that. And then the prosecution had the two files, sent the wrong one over the defense. Mm. Maybe. I was in the military for six years, and I learned that oversight is just built into the system. You have oversight. So, like, I hope 
nobody's going to claim, oh, okay, this was a mistake. It was an accident. Mm-hmm. There's got to be oversight so these accidents don't happen. Exactly. I, I'm I'm really perplexed right now. I'm kind of flabbergasted. I'm going to well, say it one more time. This is a high-profile case. Yes. <laughs> Let's talk right? about the ramifications. Yeah. Let's talk about the ramifications of this fake evidence. The the prosecution won a major victory when they were able to get the judge to j- instruct the jury on provocation. If you believe that Kyle Rittenhouse provoked the attack, then he must have exhausted all means of retreat. Otherwise, it is not self-defense. I think it's something to that effect. And if they didn't have this video footage with that argument about him pointing the weapon, there would have been no pro- provocation instruction. The jury would have been told he was attacked. If you believe he acted in self-defense, acquit. Here's what we got from Newsmax. And I don't know if this is true, but this is Newsmax reporting. A a Newsmax source reports they overheard Kyle Rittenhouse's attorney saying that he believed the jury is at a 6-6 split. Mike Carter reports from the courthouse in Kenosha. It could be a hung jury. We've already heard rumors. uh, Jack Posobiec said he had a source claiming that there were two holdouts that that, uh, he said, you know, 10 people were in agreement, two were holding out. That could mean that 10 wanted to convict. It could mean that two didn't. It could mean that 10 wanted to uh, acquit and two didn't. We don't know for sure. But one thing that's interesting is that the defense made a verbal motion for mistrial, straight up mistrial. That would mean Rittenhouse would be tried again. We mentioned this the other day. Cernovich said it's, a, it's an advantage for the, for, the, for the defense. They'll get to do this whole thing over knowing exactly what the state has. And here's what people have missed. If everything I said about Krauss and the manipulation of this evidence is true, it'll get thrown out and the state will have no opportunity to present that. Furthermore, if Krauss did do something untoward, he could get in serious trouble and the case may actually something beyond a retrial may happen if it turns out that they did something malicious. It could actually it it might not be with prejudice, but it may actually create a political pressure where they can't retry Kyle Rittenhouse. So. If we're looking at a hung jury and the defense is like, okay, we're going to do, we're going to get a do over. Let's add a, a verbal motion for mistrial. What people need to know is the judge has both motions to consider. The judge could rule either way. It's just more options for the defense. I keep thinking about how the, how the jurors are coming in on a bus where they can't see anything, but they hear screaming, people screaming at them. They, the people outside know who it's like if you're led into a courthouse blindfolded and people all around you are screaming at you as you're walking in, how horrifying and mind twisting that would be. Mm-hmm. And then to have to to decide the fate of of basically those the people outside as well, the the people that are screaming at you, you're, you're that. Well, someone's yeah. decision's going to weigh on if I rule this way, will there be consequences and other people hurt because of the way I rule? So that's also another aspect that we have to consider here when we have these kind of egregious cases of people trying to take photos of them, people following them, the people screaming outside of them. So so there's a lot to, to play into this. But what did the, the judge rule? Because I know the defense said mistrial with prejudice. Then, then they re- reached for mistrial without prejudice. Um what was his kind of understanding of this? Did the, he did he decide on it, or did he say, "I'm going to wait until the jury wait. comes out"? The first okay. time uh, the defense made a verbal motion for mistrial with prejudice, the judge said, "I'll take it under advisement." And then he basically was like, "If there's one more you know, violation, you guys watch yourself." They made a formal filing for a motion uh, mistrial with prejudice. We didn't hear we didn't hear anything about that from the judge. The verbal motion for mistrial, the judge basically said, 
I'm going to wait till the jury comes back with a verdict and we'll see. Excuse me. Hiccups. Hmm. I'm, so, I'm really curious here, like, maybe, like, anyone's opinion on, like, what's what's the impact going to be? Is, is there any way that this can go where the impact of what's happening in Kenosha would be different? Do you think it's it's just going to escalate no matter what? Yep. Well, you got the I'm mainstream media putting fuel on the fire. You got the mainstream media screaming, going crazy, trying to make this a race issue, and it's not. You got the mainstream media, sorry, corporate media, as as Malice would call them, literally fanning the flames here in every instant, just like they did um, last summer. Yeah. So with that happening, I mean, people are like guaranteeing that something's going to happen. We don't know exactly, but. The conditions that created previous civil unrest are there for this current period. Now, there, there's different times. We're not going through the summer. The summer is usually the hot period where there is a lot of civil unrest. But there are memes going around showing Ron Paul at the Federal Reserve disguising it with a Nike store saying that uh, this is a meme. This is not a real image, but it's a meme saying that he hopes that during rioting season, people will target the Federal Reserve and think. It's oh, I love it. Oh, but yeah. but so, so the, there's already. Was it, wasn't there a Babylon Bee article about that or something like? I believe so. Yeah. Like, oh, 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 no. What have the rioters done? I've seen the meme and I have to share the meme uh, because it hit home to, uh, to what's really going on here. Uh, but but who knows what's going to happen here? The conditions are there. We can only hope and do our best to try to provide a reasonable side of the story, to try to provide some kind of explanation that will decrease the risk of violence and uh, escalation. But the escalation has been there. It's significant, and I think it's only going to get even more significant The judge here. should have declared a mistrial with prejudice immediately because – what, what people have been saying and what the judge is saying is, you know, he's going to wait for the verdict. If it's a not guilty verdict, then the rulings are irrelevant. The problem is then the, ju- then, then the prosecution goes, we got away with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We tried our best. We cheated to our heart's content, but we didn't win. And that means they could do it again. Now, there's also the potential warning that if a guilty verdict, you know, issue, if a guilty verdict does come in, the judge could be like mistrial with prejudice. Blame this. Blame the prosecutors. Mm hmm. Well, yeah, there's a story. There's definitely a story. No matter which way this swings, there's a story to escalate it. I feel. I, th- I think it was Catherine Austin Fitz. She did some research on the the 2020 riots alone, and she said, I, "I may get the numbers wrong, but 35 out of 37 of the the main parts of the damage done to infrastructure was done right around, maybe within a quarter or a half mile of a central bank." And her whole theory, like, I mean, again, this is just her theory saying that, like, you know, this is exactly where they're going to build up the smart grid, you know. So I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to press on that one. But I, I love when I hear people th- outside the box investigation being like, I'm just going to look at what else there is around all these spots that seem to be unnecessarily damaged. What is a smart grid exactly? Well, a smart so you know the Internet of Things. Well, like, it's, so. it's part of their 2030 plan for all major urban cities to be digitized and to be run through a kind of uh, – sorry, I cut you off that – but to be run through a kind of centralized grid. So it's, it's totally yeah. centralized, yeah. and it's it's the device. You know, over in China, uh, I think Robert Spaulding was talking about this in his uh, – I forget what book, Stealth Wars or something like that. But he was saying, like, over in China – there's not even the need for the device anymore because there's so many cameras and microphones um, that the very next step is you walk out your door and you say Uber. Mm-hmm. It acknowledges who you are by your voice or where you're standing and, and the camera, and it comes by and picks you up, and you're in the device. Yeah. So the smart grid is definitely what, what Luke was saying about it's it's creating 
the Internet of Things everywhere. And mind you, smart dust was being talked about in 2000 mm-hmm. going into pavement, and it's already there in Denver. In now the that, what, what that's, a big, that's a big rabbit hole. But yeah. also in China, if you jaywalk, they take a photo of you. They don't, you don't need to show your identification. You don't need to report to anyone. They take a photo of you, and a fine automatically is deducted from your wow. bank account, and you get a notification on your phone. You've been, you've been punished for jaywalking on this Holy street, and we moly. took this money out of your bank account. That's the smart grid. Smart dust. You're, you're taking us down the rabbit hole. I like this, Ben. Finally, we're getting well, we're getting started here. I like this. Allison this McDowell. Is, this is some uh, this is down the rabbit hole stuff that I think we need to go down into. Allison, I'll just say this. Allison McDowell, you know, is talking about um, where we're moving is total gamification. Um, by six G, everyone will have uh, like up to twelve digital twins, so avatars, mm. and um, all connected to this thing called the sentient world simulation, which is a if you've seen the last season of uh, Westworld. It's basically a digital mirror of this world, but in real time. And I forget what their prediction was, but when it gets to minority report level, where it can start predicting people's actions, what groups you'll end up in, what stores you'll end up at, when, why, where, those types of things. This is the digitization of everything. This is Mark Zuckerberg's metaverse, but in real life. But but And this is how they're going to do it. You're going to be in the pod, eating the bugs, living in the society (laughs) where they will track, trace, and database every aspect of your existence to uh, the nanoparticle of smart, intelligent dust and, and, and microchip particles that will be in charge of controlling every aspect of your human existence. So Col- colonization all the way down to our biology. Just mm-hmm. look up um, yeah. International Barcode of Life and see who some of the main donors to that. Thank you, Mr. Gates. Yeah, Mr. Bill Gates. I was just going to say, Gates, Gates, Gates. So, so, so hold on. So this, this is a big segue, right? We're talking about a potential hung jury in a criminal trial, and now Smart, we're talking yeah, about... Coincidence. Sorry, I just got off. I went we off. Go well, you, guys, you guys just, like, blasted off. Yeah, <laughs> we have to. But, 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 but I have a question. I mean, are you saying that you think that the riots and all the destruction we've seen is somehow tied to... I'll just put it simply. I mean, I think it's fair to say an attempt to gain more control politically over people's lives. And I think if you walk back from the smart dust stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, the stuff that's kind of freaky for people to understand. And you said something like, you know, why is the police stand down and allow the riots? Why is it that the media promotes them? Why did Kamala Harris fundraise for them? The violence scares people and triggers a response where they say, give us more money to keep you safe. Mm. Yeah, you know, like I'm just theorizing here. Um, I've, I've been looking into this. I think last time we talked about Agenda 20, uh, 2020, Agenda 2030 and everything like that. I personally feel like you've talked about Davos. You've talked about World Economic Forum. The whole idea is moving from stakeholder capitalism to shareholder, or maybe it's the other way around, shareholder capitalism to stakeholder capitalism. You need an excuse to radically not just homogenize world economies and bring them all together under one, but you need an excuse, a a public-facing excuse. So to me, and this is yet again another thing that um, Catherine Austin Fitz says, is like invisible threats are great. You can like call terrorism for one, and you, you can't tell who's the terrorist. You know, it could be anyone. It could be your neighbor. Be very suspicious of your neighbors type of thing. The um covid the well exactly and so the idea b- about it is like again this is just a theory but like i definitely feel that davos wants to succeed in this great reset and so the forward facing like what's the excuse how do we tell the the future generations why this whole thing went down 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, I'm not saying that like what's happening right now is fake. And I'm not saying that anything along those lines, but opportunizing the never let thing. a good crisis go to waste. Exactly. And so to me, I absolutely feel that this needs to be spun in this direction. And, and I'll just take it back to what I said about the Kyle Rittenhouse case and why it's so iconic is because it's a, it's man, a 17 year old with a rifle at in front of small businesses, which are being, I mean, I think I saw a woman today saying, I, I run a, a shop in Kenosha. 50% of shops have been shut down. Small businesses shut down. They never reopened. A lot of them are moving out of the area. There's something happening. If you, if you like to call it all a coincidence, that's fine. I, I personally don't mind taking several leaps of faith in order to at least take, think of what it could be. What, could be happening because you'll never so, get the full story the the uh you know I, I don't i don't like the big conspiracy stuff i think it gets too grandiose and it makes too many assumptions and i think there's actually some evidence to suggest this is definition never let a good crisis go to waste mm-hmm. and that is when the covid stuff first started you were not allowed to talk about it on social media it was the craziest thing when the first news came out out of wuhan of the weird stuff mm-hmm. i made some videos on youtube youtube didn't notice didn't care but then there was this period where they were like, you cannot talk about this. You'll be demonetized. And they are exerting pressure on channels that were actually saying, hey, there's an outbreak. I think initially that the, the, the establishment was like, this is panic stuff. We don't want anyone talking about mm-hmm. this. And then once it hit and, we, and the establishment politicians were like, wait, 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 wait. We can use this. We can use the crisis. 15 days becomes two years. Then all of a sudden YouTube's like, actually, we're going to allow you to start talking about it. And then... Truth be told, when the more and more videos start popping up about it, the, the fear spreads and it allows a lot more uh, corrupt politicians and powerful CEOs, big pharma corporations to be like, now's our chance to use fear to gain power. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's different realms of thinking here, but there's a lot of setup here, especially by individuals like Bill Gates that no, wasn't just no, funneling dude. money into the mainstream media because he gave, he gave hundreds of billions of dollars to the mainstream media. That's that buys nice. a lot of influence. He, there's smart people who know what's going on. I just, I'm so, I mean, if, if we could, it's, if, it's so annoying are, to do the cliche Bill Gates. No, no, no. It's important to mention here because this is a man that has far more influence than we even know about. And we already know. 
hundreds of millions of dollars to the mainstream media, and you report just give came me up. some evidence other than the guy says stupid things to the press. He uh, he uh, doesn't say stupid things to the press. He buys off the press. NPR, he gave them three hundred and nineteen yep. million dollars to media outlets like CNN, NBC, NPR, the Atlantic, the BBC, the Guardian. All are on his payroll. All are on his paycheck. Well, what does that and mean? We talk about the way that he positions Dude. himself in society, especially what does with, it mean? What does it with mean? The things like the what vaccine industry. Explain ex- explain to me beyond. I saw a guy do a bunch of things that make me question him. Look, I don't like the guy. I think he's got weird, weird views on the world. I don't trust him. I think he's a bad person. I look at his history and how he started Microsoft and how he he, he moved through Silicon Valley, much like Steve Jobs, also not a good guy. But the problem I have with this, like, here's a guy who did a thing. It's like, yo, what's happening in the world right now involves thousands of people. We can talk about Donald Trump's role in 15 days to slow the spread. But I don't think Trump was a big player in exactly what was going on. I think he got swept up in it. We could talk about Joe Biden's attempted a vaccine mandate we constructed down and then Everyone's like, but, 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 you know, Bill Gates. But Biden's but, not but, but, there. But, but. Biden is not a human being who's pay, who's not even consciously there. There's other people behind him. There's special interests behind him. There's major corporations I know. behind him. There's globalists behind him. And we can talk him. about how and, Pfizer ha- has been dumping money into these, in these companies. Uh, into the media outlets, sponsored by, sponsored by Pfizer, getting right. getting no why liability not? contracts. Then why shouldn't we talk about them? They're huge influence well, players. Well, they're the big issue, players. The issue there's I take and there's players. Is that I want to talk about the players, not the puppets. This. They've always done this. The Koch brothers are doing this, and yeah. George Soros is doing that. They are. And Bill Gates is doing yeah, this. Yeah, not and they like, are. You want me to give you a list of the two thousand billionaires who are all doing this? Look, I get it. It's frustrating for me because. People talk about Bill Gates in some superficial manner. Like, did you know that he gave money to the media? What does that mean? Tell me what that means. I know he owns influence. The dude has had influence for decades. They all do. This one story does not say anything about the fact that it's we have It's one story corruption. after another story after another story. No, the man is literally trying to control the weather. It's his obsession. <laughs> he, I'm not. He's he's making GMO mosquitoes. If you think this person, no, I'm not. Yes, you no, are. No, I'm not. Absolutely not. You can I, name I'm George concerned. Soros. You can name George Soros what? and the DAs he's been funding. This is why what, what exactly. frustrates and me. And why shouldn't you? What, what, what frustrates frustrates me here is you get a story from June 2021 where uh, Barda, which is a bio research lab in the U.S., I believe through HHS, gets a, a weaponized smallpox a drug uh, approved. I believe it was approved. But I could be wrong about this. Bill Gates comes out and says, I'm worried about weaponized smallpox. And all of a sudden, the conspiracy realm lights up saying Bill Gates is doing whatever. And it's like, dude, he read the news. That's not what we said. I never said I anything didn't say about you that. you did. I'm yeah. saying the issue I take is. Yeah, there's I'm, other I'm, people that I take it too story. far. Of course. I, but, and, and so the issue I take is like, I've just had so many conversations about the obsession over Bill Gates. Yeah, I think it's a it's a red herring to go after the individuals. Because mm-hmm. like if you have a corrupt king that's terrorizing his subjects, you want to remove that king, you're going to get another king. And he may or may not terrorize. What you want to do is disrupt the monarchy and change the system so that there is no possibility for it. You mean replace the puppets? So the puppets look all nice and different and it's a red puppet and a blue puppet? Uh, Yeah, avoid that. No, no, no. I want to get the puppeteers. You want to fix the system so that one guy can't become a multi-trillionaire. Listen, listen, maybe. Here's the problem. Right now, we have a culture and culture is more powerful than politics and law. As I've mentioned numerous times, the easiest way to explain it is there's wacky laws in Massachusetts. You know, they have a law from the 1600s. You can't put a pie in your windowsill on Sunday afternoon because it attracts bears. And now no cop will enforce that. So when you get a 100 million people and you're standing before them and they say, tell us what's happening. You say, this Bill Gates guy spent money in the press. They go, what am I supposed to do with that? No, I wouldn't or, say that. I would- no, stop. 
Yeah. Or you say, do not let the government put their boot on your neck. Do not let them mandate medical procedures. Influence the culture. I have never, never, I, I don't like, I don't like doing these bits where it's like, did you know person X did X there, or did Y? You have all of these YouTubers who make videos about people, 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 and then regular people who are standing at ready saying, I want the world to be a better place for my kids. I want to make sure I have my freedoms and my liberties. What should I do? You should be mad at Bill Gates. And they go, okay, I won't fight in any meaningful way for principles. I won't focus on the, on, on what's happening in my community. I won't vote locally. I'll complain about Bill Gates. Then those people go out to rallies and they hold up big sign saying Bill Gates. And then when regular people show up, they go, look at the crazy people. Mm. Look at the crazy people. No. So this is what frustrates me. Whenever it comes to the vaccine stuff, everyone's like, let's have a debate over science and we're not scientists. And I'm like, why? Why? When we can just say we are advocates for freedom. We are American citizens who know the history of this country and the founding fathers who said we demand freedom and respect and tell the people instead of trying to pretend to be a scientist who's going to argue about medical efficacy, we can just say I reject your attempts to mandate a medical procedure on me. The two are not exclusive. You could have both. And I don't just obsessively talk about Bill Gates. I talk about him. I talk about all the other very influential people who are doing that. But I also talk about solutions. I also talk about personal responsibility. I also talk about the need for you to wake up from this trauma-based mind control and psychosis that people are going through by watching the mainstream media, by watching what Bill Gates funds, by watching what all these other individuals finance Nobody in order to trick you and lie. I Nobody think they do. I disagree with you. I absolutely you disagree with you. World. No. I don't think I do, because if people actually do find out the reality of the true existence of this world, which many of them are right now, many people are waking up, when people see the true reality of it, they start understanding the players behind the scenes here, then they could start implementing policies where they're not victimized by these players and their games that they play on the rest of the population. We don't get towards a convention of states, assuming that's what we want. We don't get towards a populist uprising because a bunch of people went outside complaining about Bill Gates. I'm not saying complaining about Bill Gates. I'm saying understand the problem and be able to diagnose it correctly without playing their games of here's right. a puppet you vote and for the, this puppet the, this puppet's the, gonna make things better no 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 the there's issue bigger is, players behind the, the scenes issue and if you understand hold on I'm you're, not done you're, yet you're, you're billionaire billionaire I let you talk week. I let you talk right your billionaire changes every week no it's I, pointless and you're I disagree like, Oh, it's, I, 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 we, we go through the months and months of George Soros is the guy funding the DAs. Yeah, we that's do. Important. We, we are not seeing parents rise up and revolt because they found out about Bill Gates. Mm. We're seeing we're seeing their children and their families being affected. They're seeing their culture be destroyed, and it's it's and it's, who's it's doing so that? common. Who's doing it, that? Who's responsible for for all that? Who's, who's doing all this bad stuff, Tim? It doesn't matter. It does. I think it's a result of the system. If you have a technocracy, removing one technocrat, another one will fill the void. So we want to figure out a system. That's, that's a politician, Ian. Same with not politics. A same with their <laughs> politics. You remove not, one president not the, uh, and another upper echelon because there is an inner circle. That inner circle deserves to be addressed. We have different approaches. I think it's important along with going after the solutions, along with understanding the full problem that we're seeing in front of us to be able to fully just, to be able to fully deal with the problem the, you got to fully understand it and the, you can't and, just and be the looking at the consequences have, you can't just be going after the side effects okay and the challenge we have is that none of this is relevant because what matters is culture culture building politics is down downstream from culture and a bunch of people who have said i've identified a source of the problem and i, I believe it's bill gates are going to are going to convince no one and change nothing the truth but matters. you know what but you know what People want a symbol for their oppression. So they isolate the, uh, an individual. For a long time, it was George Soros, and it still is. 
Now Bill Gates is filling that role. Every single story, every quote, every comment has brought up. And I'm just wondering, like, are we having a debate about this one guy we don't like? Are we going to talk about how we're going to influence the culture so that these laws, these laws can't Well, the exist? culture is downstream from the technology that's basically functioning as a gatekeeping system, allowing what culture is seen where. And then you got to say, who built that centralized technology? And Bill did build some of it. But a lot of people have built a lot of central and are in the process of building centralized uh, technology technology system i think allison mcdowell is really a fascinating human being i was I, well i would love to know so like some of these solutions like I, I agree with what you're saying when we especially when we point at certain people i want to know like what is the actionable step so when you're talking about solutions I, wa- I would love to hear some of what you think would actually be solutions for people in mass families or, or whatever like at home in the home solutions and do any of them have to do with dmt <laughs> DMT is a personal decision that individuals should do their own research, their own homework on. We're all and on it's DMT, a, it, by and the it's way. A, yes, of course. So we all we all go through it when we dream every single night. That's something that should be up I to the individual to, to, to <laughs> look up to. But but again, I think understanding exactly what's going on is the first step towards dealing with the problem. Obviously, we have a very sick society. Obviously, we have a very corrupted society. Understanding how it's corrupted, who it's corrupted by, and how we cannot be corrupted by it, I think is the first step whether it's uh you know the school the indoctrination centers whether it's the medical centers that keep uh, charging people thirty dollars for an aspirin that rob people of their wealth and health whether it's the banking system whether it's all the systems that are thrown and shoved down our throats every single day that are scams ponzi schemes against the american people we when we are victims to it when we are blind to it we give all of our power to these individuals and I'm saying these individuals are dueling all this. I think that's an essential part to break it all down and to say, hey, you know what? Maybe I won't vote with my dollar at this particular business. Maybe I won't put my child in an indoctrination center. Maybe I will look into homeschooling. Maybe I won't depend on all my food from, you know, the, the, the Amazon or a Walmart. Maybe I'll start looking into farming. Maybe I'll start building a community of people that I could actually have a support system around me. And I think just acknowledging like, hey, there's some big bad people out there. Some of them are sociopaths. Understanding that reality and not blaming everything on, on generalized topics like, like culture. Culture is absolutely important, but you build that culture from a sense of reality, not from from a sense of, I just want this, let me go get this. This is why, you know, the freedom minded. Uh, look, this, this, I used to work for a bunch of nonprofits. I used to uh, fundraise for Greenpeace. It was about for a month and a half. I worked for a couple, a, a couple really big national nonprofits. And I was a nation's best fundraiser. I was able to walk up to a random person on the street, make them hand over their credit card to me in 30 seconds. This is what the job is. You've seen them on the street. They say, hey, come over here and talk to me. And I will tell you the one thing that never convinces anybody is blaming a person they don't know. They're confused by it. How does that affect me? Who is this guy? What does he do? What does this mean? Bill Gates has 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 bought me influence in the media. He's manipulative. He has these weird ideas, and he's not a doctor. And they say that's weird. What is it? How does how does what what does he do? I don't understand. In order to give someone enough information to understand why Bill Gates is a bad person, and why George Soros is a bad person. And why these other billionaires, because there are many and many, many of them, is a bad person. You'd have to put them in a school for years to really break down all this stuff. I disagree. And so what you end up having is you have a bunch of people who've been in this world for a really, really long time. They know uh, and they can easily recall the history of the, you know, how Microsoft came to be, how they got their first deals. They went and they bought it. 
the arguments between Steve Jobs and Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, the things he did, they were very, very just dirty individuals. And I mean, like, like just willing to exploit and rip off and, 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 and corrupt. And we know these things. But then there's a guy who's a truck driver and you go to him and you say, all of your problems stem from Bill Gates is a billionaire who does these things. And he's going to be like, look, guy, I have no idea how that's going to give me any information I need to get my kids food. But then we can bring it back to their world. We can speak to them on their terms and things they understand and say, hey, should you be forced to do X, Y or Z by your government? And they'll say no. And it's like, this is the opening of the door. You say the things that directly affect you that are causing you problems can be solved if you wake up and start paying attention. But what we get a lot of is George Soros. The left has their Koch brothers. The left has their Mercers. And I've been in these activist groups and I've seen just how ineffective it is to to say a word that means nothing to somebody, a name that means nothing to somebody, but think you're, you're giving some great revelation. Joe Rogan just pointed out to Alex Jones when he was on the show on Tuesday that Alex has the problem of knowing. And so when he tries explaining to people and he says really like things that are so out there, they don't understand. It actually makes them push away from you. You cannot walk up to a person who's never experienced and uh, who doesn't understand the nitty gritty of what's going on, immediately jump, crank up the dial to 11 and think they'll listen to you. We're not doing that. We're not jumping up to random people. We're having a talk show where we uh, delve deep into uh, complicated topics. The, the reason people listen to us is because it's an honest, real conversation that isn't afraid just to be on the surface level. We go deep down. And I think this is why this podcast is so special, because we could do that. And I, I disagree with your characterization. We're, we're not talking to random people on the street here. We're talking to an informed public that is paying attention. And I don't think everything that happens in this world is a coincidence. I do think there's bad people out there. I do believe there is going to, to be really bad things that are going to continue 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 to happen unless people realize that these people are actually doing it and i think that's also a part of the solution as well as taking personal responsibility for yourself as a human being and that's something i preach from the very beginning be informed of what's going on don't be a victim of these people move away from them and support systems and structures and businesses that align with your principles with your morality and what you believe deep down in yourself when i think of like this whole system and like how we fix, I think of it kind of a like game theory and military theory. I think of like Band of Brothers taking a bunker. When you have a target or when you're focusing on like who did that, like let's say you're talking about Bill Gates or whatever, you don't want to like yell out, hey Bill, and like go directly at him because that's, then you become an easy target. You kind of want to, to flank the, the target and like confuse the target and like, I, I really, and ultimately, persuade that i mean ultimately we're not at war with each other we're, we're we're on the same team trying to help society we just have different methods so you want to kind of convince the target and I, I think what luke is doing is looking through a telescope backwards because when you start with the people and not with the ideas people don't understand what you're trying to say when you tell them when you come up when you tell people about this idea and you say something like and i really think that bill gates is a symptom of this They may understand it better because that idea affects them directly. Centralization affects people who drive trucks. It affects people who work at small businesses. And this is something that they will understand much better than saying George Soros is our enemy. It doesn't matter what George Soros is doing. I'm just trying to drive a truck and keep my family. People want a symbol of of something that they they want a symbol to represent what they believe oppresses them or causes them problems and harm. And for a lot of people, it's very easy to just name a person. The thing about Bill Gates, he's a bad guy. 
He's a pretty, pretty bad guy. He does a lot of bad things, a lot of bad ideas. He's, in my opinion, a sociopath. But we're not talking about the other thousand billionaires that do the exact same thing. And this is the issue I take with it. It would be impossible for us to actually go through the huge list of all of these powerful global elites of old money and new money, of arrogance and ego, of um, ill repute, people who, who are callous, utilitarians who believe in that some that some people can be sacrificed who are willing to uh, commit atrocities. People like Fauci, for instance. I mean, this guy is mm. is dark. The, the, the stuff he's been funding, the lies he said, these are people who just don't care. And there are so many of them. But it can but it, it can change if people are told very simply, like simple ways to improve their lives, to give them information about uh, basic things that are going on. And you open the door and allow them to walk through it. You don't run up to them, jump, drop, kick them and smash them through the window and try and push them outside because they'll freak out. So when it comes to, you know, push, like promoting a cause and trying to convince people to say sign up for a nonprofit, become a member or and something they've never heard of. The one thing I would always do when it came to, you know, how do I convince someone to want to save the forest? You have to make it relatable and start with something they understand, because it, in my opinion, it's disrespectful to demand someone know something they've never heard of. Mm-hmm. So if you if you approach it with here's the guy, here's the bad guy, he's the villain. And then people, like I said, go out with signs saying the villain. Everyone else looks at that and says that is meaningless to I, me. I disagree with your characterizations with Linda and, and yours as well, because I, I think saying, hey, don't talk about this, don't talk about this, isn't going to help anything in the long run. And if, if you've looked at what I've been talking about for a very long time, if you want to look for the person that's responsible for all your woes, for all your problems, you have to look in the mirror. And once you look in the mirror, you start understanding the personal responsibility that you have within yourself to understand what's going on and not fall for the traps. I think it's important to understand the traps as much as it is the people who lay the traps. And I think we, if we understand how people lay the traps, why they lay the traps, what traps are out there, I think that's something that we should not be afraid to talk about. I think that's something that intrigues people. I think that's what people want to know. People want to see about this, uh, want to see all this different information about this. And, and it's not a telescope where we're looking the opposite way. Uh, I would say you're in a dark room just bumping your head, walking around, not knowing what's going on. And you're going to continue bumping your head until you try to shine some kind of light on it and on the insects or whatever's hitting your head so it stops hitting your head. So th- that's my perspective. That's my point of view. Personal responsibility is something I have always preached. That's why I created We Are Change. It's about being the change that you want to see in the world, not just blaming somebody else, calling them the boogeyman. I agree with some elements, and I even addressed this before in previous videos where I said, hey, we shouldn't maybe even be calling these guys the elites because we're giving them all of our power. We shouldn't be giving them all of our power because we have the power and only our ignorance fuels them and gives them all of our power. So I think waking up to... The really bad people. It's not just, you know, all these other billionaires. They're not creating GMO mosquitoes. They're not creating technology that's going to be embedded, microchipped in people that's going to control their fertility. Why are you pointing right? at me? I'm pointing, <laughs> at, I'm pointing <laughs> at you. Ian's been doing it all. Oh, right, stop. Right, 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 right. There's different, there's different levels. They're not hanging out with things, people like Jeffrey Epstein and all these other individuals. There's the other level of depravity of psychopath evil behavior right. that deserves to be called out. So, so, so real quick, the, the, the release of the GMO mosquitoes, I was in Florida, right? Mm-hmm. What was the a, purpose? A, com- a, a company in a, or a lab had to do that work, which means there has to be employees, there has to be people, there has to be research, there has, there has to be funding. Funding probably came, you know, I, I assume you're saying it came from Bill Gates. Can you name the other people involved in that project? 
Um, I could probably. I don't. I don't want to talk out of my butt. I so, have to research it and get you the particular facts on it. But when the, it comes the, to the, the scientific community, there's a thing called the Bill Chill that freezes a lot of people in the scientific community from even criticizing Bill Gates on a lot of his projects because of the large amounts of investment that he has in this entire industry through the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. How do you stop someone from working for a company that would do something like make genetically modified mosquitoes to be released or something? You put them in a dark room for seven days. Oh my gosh, Aubrey that Marcus, <laughs> Until they start producing endogenous DMT and they realize the <laughs> error of their ways. I'm sorry, I, I, I had know. to segue there. I, I, think, uh, I think in the past, you know... Um, certain uh you know jordan peterson talked about enforced monogamy and it triggered a bunch of people who mm-hmm. thought he meant like the police would come and make women get married <laughs> to like incels or something but what he meant was uh, uh i could be getting this wrong but my understanding is that society Cultural just as a whole culturally yeah. was like this is what is normal and there are a lot of things that are enforced not through law but through culture and society that people would not people would say like i can't do that we used to have it um we've lost it to a great deal because I guess you could argue multiculturalism in the in, in the definition used by the right, that you have a bunch of different groups that don't view each other as part of the community, and so they don't actually feel like they're committing a wrong against someone that matters. We see this with activists. We see it with police. You know, the, the, the Antifa people would always say, snitches get stitches. And so if somebody within, like Occupy Wall Street, for instance, would commit a serious crime, they'd be like, don't report it to the police. Snitches get stitches. Basically saying, we feel no remorse and no harm. And we feel no remorse. We regret nothing if we allow this person who wronged us to go free or to wrong someone to go free. There was a, a few people who were, uh, um, I'll just say, raped in Occupy Wall Street. Mm. And the occupiers warned everybody, we'll beat you up if you tell the cops this happened. See, when you have a, a cohesive community and people have scruples, they would feel within their heart like, I can't do that because it's just wrong to do it to somebody else. But when you have people willing to work for these companies where they say things like, I don't care that other people are being harmed by this, you get, like we were talking about a bit like the banality of evil, mm-hmm. uh, some, some commonplace thing where people are just willing to do it. So my view of a lot of this is, if, uh, um, if you tried bribing a cop, What's the likelihood he would take the bribe in the United States, right? The, the, highly the, unlikely. The depends what is, state, depends what the bribe is. But, but for real, for the most part, it, it is know. relatively unlikely. You get pulled over. The cop walks up and says you are speeding, and you say, officer, here's a thousand bucks to make it all go away. Oh my gosh. The cop's going to be like, I, I, I even like, step out of the car, buddy. He's going to be like, you're under arrest. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's scruples. That's, even if he needed the money. Even if he needed the money. Because yeah. yeah. he's there, probably on re- being recorded and everything. Mm-hmm. You know? now there are, it's $5 in Africa. There, exactly. Yep, yep. Now, there are some cops who would be like, I am desperate. Let's talk. Because people get desperate. Or there's, and, and, and there's corrupt cops. They're going to be like, I'll take some free money. Mm-hmm. Now go to Russia. In Russia, it's implied. The cop pulls you over. You broke the law. You say, what do I owe you? And he goes, you know, give me 20 bucks. I was talking to Kim.com and he explained to me how he even bribed a cop to pull his friend over so he'd win a race. Because they're for sale. You see, when you have a, cu- a culture that, be- that, that believes in each other, believes in morality, has a moral framework, things like what you're describing can't happen. How do we build that moral framework back up? We explain to people our ideals. We, we explain to them very simple, uh, um, you know, values and principles. We explain to them, here's what's happening right now. You're being negatively impacted by high gas prices. Okay. Well, this is the result of a large political system and it has a lot to do with how you participate in politics. It's very hard to vote your way out of it, to be completely honest. But, you know, I've, I, I grew up and I saw a lot of these videos and I saw a lot of these, uh, you know, I've, I've known about Alex Jones for a really, really long time. And I always felt like n- none of this stuff has been particularly effective 
in getting people to actually build that culture where they'll say, I am unwilling to commit this act. Instead, where we have now is how Michael Malice described it. Most people are willing to be uh, prefer safety over freedom. So when they come out and they say, we are hereby stripping you of all of your rights, they say, okay. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, use a, I'll give you a simple example. Guns. I could come out here all day and say, Mike Bloomberg is the problem. He's trying to take away your guns. But to, to a regular person, that's not an argument. To a regular person, they're sitting there saying, someone broke into my house and stole all my stuff and beat my wife. And then I say, Michael Bloomberg is the, is the reason. And they'll be like, I don't know what that what? has to do with. with and, or I say, hey, have you considered, you know, purchasing a firearm to protect yourself? And then they say, you know, I've never been a big fan. I've been worried and I've heard these things. Let me give you some basic information on gun culture and understanding so that you can have something to protect yeah. yourself so what? that you won't be victimized again. But hold on. Then this person goes and buys a gun. They experience gun control for the first time. They get angry. They say, hey, wait a minute. It's my constitutional right. Then they start spreading those ideas around everybody. Here's what affected me directly when I, when I was wronged. Michael Bloomberg spent hundreds of millions of dollars trying to get guns banned. Tom Steyer as well. But telling people these names doesn't change the culture, doesn't inspire them to buy to buy weapons, to ex- exercise their rights, and to protect their families. Why can't you do both? Why do you have to have a blinders at the cause of the problem rather than just focus on the who solution? Said, Why can't you not, do all of that? Who's, who says me, we, because who, you're, because the, the main criti- critical point that you have of me right now is that as I bring up a lot of these other people, right? So I bring up like the Bloombergs in this scenario. I think you should build the culture and build and talk about Bloomberg. I think, I, I think you could do both and they don't have to be exclusive to each other. I don't think you need blinders and not talk about the, the root cause of the problem you know why? while, you, of course, pushing in uh, the culture, which I think is also absolutely important. You do want to map the system. Like you were saying, if you're in the dark room, you don't want to bump your head. You need to map it so you know what's where. You need where. to understand it. But um, and like what you said earlier, Tim, you don't want to put make villains on a poster. Everyone's like down with person X because what will happen is... All the other villains eventually, when it builds up to a point, will throw that guy under the bus. And then you'll get this sociological cathartic faux release, but the system hasn't changed. It's, they just removed one of their own. And I think that's what happened to Jeff Epstein in a lot of, I think he was part of a, a lot, a big organization and they threw him. I, I think they, they yeah, threw him under the bus. Yeah. I got to a certain degree. Yeah. And I got to say, like, you know, for the most part, what I've seen is actionable when it comes to conspiracies and naming big names and stuff like that. What's actionable for most people isn't something that's going to do much for their lives. I think, Luke, you are uh, an exception because you're okay looking into the abyss and looking for solutions as well. A lot of people, when they hear that stuff, they they don't feel inspired to look big and to have some kind of grandiose 30,000-foot view of what's happening. They really just want to protect their family. If you think about it now... Like evolutionarily, we would look out into nature to see if there was something hunting us. And we would always do that. Now people do that with news and they're looking through, you know, and I'm, I'm generalizing here, but from the most part, like you have the, the protectors watching news trying to figure out, am I safe? Am, am I in a safe world? We're not looking through the trees trying to figure out if predators are there anymore. So it's, it's ancient, um, architecture we're talking about. So most people with conspiracy, it downgrades their prefrontal cortex and they start going back into the, the hindbrain. They start getting, you know, scared unnecessarily. It doesn't do anything for them. I think that's the majority of people. I, Some I, people yeah. looking at the big, looking at, at the specific actors like you, I think it actually, like in the, in the film Divergent, mm-hmm. I think it actually turns you on. So you start realizing, no, I, I got to look at the deepest and darkest so we can start building back from there. It's it's really tricky, though. When it comes to conspiracy, I think over 90% of it is fluff 
much of it intentional fluff and then only a little bit of it. And I know you had Alex on and, and you were pulling up articles and stuff like that and seeing that, yeah, this this some of this stuff really does pan out. For most people, conspiracy does nothing good for them. Mm. So me, I'm more of like an archetypal conspiracy theorist. I know there's some shady shit going on. I know that. But when it comes to really like pointing at who's involved, I, I'm not going to say that's a tool you shouldn't pull out of the tool belt, but it's it's probably like a handgun. It's probably like a rifle. You know what I mean? It's 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 for select moments, I really believe, because most people, they can't handle what that means when you say, did you know X, Y, and Z, they're trying to do this to you and your family? They don't know what to do with that, so so they shut down, I think. Well, I think it's 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 confusing to a lot of people to introduce foreign concepts to us. You know, I have to talk about how when we do when I do news segments, I try to be careful um, to a certain degree because you don't want to be esoteric. There are a lot of people we have on the show and I talk to them and they're like, hey, you know, how do we get the podcast bigger? And I was just like, just keep in mind that a lot of people who tune in might know something and be concerned about something that's like in the culture, in the now, in the know. And you can talk about the nitty gritty details they don't understand. So I actually, I just recorded something with Joe Rogan. I don't know when the episode goes up, but um, there were a few points where I was like, if I want to make this story quick, it's going to be too esoteric for the average person. And we'll have to actually break down the terms, the individuals involved. Too much So work. we were talking a lot about the Rittenhouse trial and naming the individuals who were involved in all, as all the witnesses. And it's like, who's that? What does that mean? What is this? So I, I, I one, one moment was I mentioned a duty to retreat. And he says, no, 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 stop. Like, you're glossing over that. What does that mean? Because Joe knows the average person mm-hmm. is not going to understand if I talk about this as as an expert. No, I shouldn't say expert, but as like someone in the weeds. So the challenge is finding that balance. There are a group of people that want to know that that don't like the, the the powerful individuals who are who are playing these games, who are manipulating and influential. The issue I take for the most part is I feel like you, as I mentioned, you don't actually solve the problem, but there will always be powerful individuals. There was this uh, stockbroker guy, and I can't remember exactly what happened, but he got called out, and you know it was, it was I think it was during AMC or whatever it was, it was doing GameStop, and he said, you know, the crazy thing is when I got into this, I was a little guy fighting the establishment. And today I realize I'm the establishment and I, I just didn't realize that happened. So there, there will come a point in time where, uh, say, like for, for this show, for instance, and the money we spend, people are going to be livid, furious, outraged at what I'm funding. Uh, on Foundation, for instance. Oh, amazing. We're trying to create uh, – I'll give you a good example. We're trying to create software to make it so that no one can ever be censored again. But this means really, really bad people with really awful ideas won't be able to be censored. You're going to get a bunch of people being like Tim Pool has been funding these programs to give evil people platforms so they can never be shut out of society and and they're wrong and they're violent and they're angry and they're evil. And then they'll start focusing on me because there'll come a point where I gain too much influence or or power in some capacity. Sometimes evil people take an Uber. You don't blame Uber for it. (laughs) We're we're talking about different levels, though. I I mean, this is like entry level comparatively to like the 100 billion level. There's a big difference between the two. what, what, What I mean to say is just like, we need to inspire people to hold true to principles and ideas that they understand very easily. Um, because when I would do segments, I'd often say, it's not fair of me to assume you guys have the time to watch the news every day like I do. So if I watch the Rittenhouse live stream all day, just glued to it for the court trial, the average person can't do that because they have jobs and they have work. So they say, I want to turn on someone I trust who's going to you know, give me what I Curate. believe to be the, the correct information and, and will do their best. And so I often try to say, I will do my best to give you the information because I know you don't have the time to do it. That is not to say I think anyone is, is, is stupid. No, I think 
that people are looking for a service to be provided. And I have to respect the fact that they don't have the time to know everything. Dude, I was thinking yeah. of your metaphor but, but of looking time, through the forest. But, there, but there's a counter argument to make this, to make here, because I don't think we should be kind of talking down or talking to people like children. I think there are some advanced level people that do want to hear advanced level stuff. And sometimes entertaining that, I, I think, is good. But I understand you kind of lose people by going too far down in the rabbit hole. But I think some of, some of the people do need to go down there just to say, hey, pretty interesting down here uh you may want to know what's going on it's kind of like if you're you guys are like scouts you know you're looking like your metaphor looking in the woods for danger you're looking at the news and you're looking through and it's like you're both seeing the enemy army coming and tim is like we're being flanked from the left by cavalry the archers are behind and watch out for the spearmen in the right and luke's like yeah but you see the king that's not actually the king. The king's the guy next to him. That guy with the armor is not the king. Princess Amidala was actually So don't send all your forces to fight Princess and go fake. after this king because it's a fake king and it's a fake illusion. You're going to waste all your time and energy while the real bad guy gets away and then sets up more horrible traps and more armies against you. But here's my argument. Thank you, Ed. <laughs> I'll put it this way. I'll, I'll, I'll counterpoint. You've got the, the, the feudal lord's you know uh, palace or whatever. And all of the subjects are standing around and all the guards are standing there and they're all bowing. And then you go up and say, you know, that, you know, the Lord is the problem and, and, and look at all the bad things he's doing. Or you just go to all the people and say, hey, let's all come together and ignore that. Do this thing. I'm not saying ignore Bill Gates or anything they're doing. What, what I mean to say is if the confidence is broken by regular people and they just do their thing and believe in their values and principles and focus on, on, on that it's a grassroots effort, then all of a sudden the chain breaks and these powerful individuals have no ability to influence. The point I was making is with like the lab in, in Florida or wherever they made these mosquitoes, because they did this. I don't know when they did this, but there's this big mosquito release thing. Yeah, Just a couple months ago what in if, Key West, Florida, they released I, no, it. Yep. Let, let, me, let, me give you, let me give you a better story. Uh, Cassandra Fairbanks wrote about this. There's a um, Fauci, uh, the NIAID funded maximum pain, maximum pain research on, on primates. And primates are intelligent. I mean, this is like, this is brutal stuff. Who is the person who's willing to conduct this painful research? Maximum pain. These people should, uh, should the, the, the ideas they have and the things they're willing to do shouldn't exist, in my opinion. The people who, who, are, who are raised in this world, who come to a point where they say, I have no qualms with inflicting maximum pain on primates to see what happens. At a certain point, we need to be like, that's not How right. did you get to that point? Mm -hmm. Because it's not Bill Gates who made him do that. Now, certainly money is an influencer, mm -hmm. but how do we make sure the moral framework? And I'm going to be, I'm going to be, uh, maybe offensive to all the atheists and secularists. I believe that as we begin losing the, the Christian moral framework, you end up with people who don't believe in any kind of moral framework. And that's what you get from wokeness. You get people who believe that there, there is no truth but power. These are the kind of people that, you know, you, you eventually see in World War II era Japan, and you end up with the, the Nazi party, the people who are willing to commit atrocities against others because they don't feel that they have, there's no remorse. Mm -hmm. If the values are instilled in an individual to respect others, to hold a certain moral framework, and I believe we were all raised in a Christian moral framework. I'm not saying the religion, I'm not religious, but that moral framework has in it the Fifth Amendment, the Sixth the West, Amendment, yes. all of these things. 
you end up with people who would sit there and they'll say, we'll pay you a million dollars to torture these monkeys. And they'll be like, I will never do that. Mm-mm. And then you don't have to worry about these horrifying things. Someone would say, hey, we want you to genetically engineer mosquitoes that are going to go around. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's too much for me. Mm. I'm not going to do that. When you're talking about values, I think you're, you're nailing it on the head and um, narrative. Like, you know, one thing that, that holds a country or a tribe or whatever together is, is a collective myth. It holds certain values in it, and we have that in our own way. Um, and that's one thing that's kind of breaking down now um, is our collective myth. And what I feel really causes for that breakdown is dividing not just the family structure, but dividing us from one another and putting an intercessor, some kind of technological intercessor. And I think the solution, um, we talked about this when Joe Rogan was just on recently. He said, you know, like what? what compelled Kyle Rittenhouse to go there and he said anarchy and chaos in the streets and I, I like I know that like the word anarchy actually has a little bit deeper meaning to that which I won't go super into it but like it's more about localism as well like locally controlling certain things and, and connecting with one another and what happens when you go local I'm not saying this is the answer but when you have more of a community a real community you live your values with one another. You don't have a piece of technology in between you and like, oh no, I did, I couldn't hear those last five words that you just said because the algorithm blocked it. You know, community, real connectedness. I think that's something that, um, is going to uphold our values because yeah. I do think that it's the erosion of our values that we're seeing yeah. a lot right now. To, to be a little obnoxious, like, like here, here Please. we have, here we have a little, Bill Gates and here we have his mini meet, Dr. Fauci, who's been working and collaborating, collaborating with him almost every step over the way since COVID started. But that's, that's a separate topic. I, the community building is, is absolutely key. It's absolutely essential because if you don't have a strong group, if you don't have a family, if you don't have core values, you of course will be picked apart. You, of course, will be manipulated. You, of course, will be thrown into a situation where you become your very own worst enemy. And you will be susceptible to these traps, these games that I've been talking about before. And and I think a lot of people have been. I think a lot of people are suffering. A lot of people are not in a good state. And I think that's only going to continue, not when we just change the culture, but when we address the root cause of everything that's happening here. And we address uh, the importance of personal responsibility, self-education, and making yourself aware of not only the things outside of you, the the important people controlling, pushing things, but also the things inside of you and the things that you can make a big difference in when it comes to your own personal choices and decisions you make in your life. Sometimes it's as simple as meditating for 10 minutes, sitting in a room, and examining your life and deciding where you want to go as a human being. You know, I think that's you know, a big you know what's frustrating? I despised Bill Gates way before it was cool. <laughs> you know, because you know, uh, I knew a lot about computers and stuff growing up, and there's the, there's a film called The Pirates of Silicon Valley. I love and, that film. Yeah, and I'm like, these guys are just bad people. I remember during Occupy Wall Street, they made a shrine for Steve Jobs when he passed. Yeah. And I was like, what is wrong with you? These people are all authoritarian. But I'll just really simplify the point I was trying to make is, I don't feel like talking about Bill Gates is, is solution-oriented. Mm-hmm. I understand why people don't like him. I understand he does bad things. And I think it's important that people know why he's a bad dude and the bad things he does. I especially think it's important to point out that Joe Rogan can give his, an opi- give his opinion and the media just attacks him. And then Bill Gates does and they cheer for him when 
neither are doctors. Mm-hmm. I, I would say he gets away with this because he has the cover, because he has no one paying attention to him. He cares what the public thinks about him. That's why he buys the best PR staff to hide all of his Jeffrey Epstein connections, which were far more extensive. If he, people found out about exactly what he was going on, he wouldn't be able to get away with more than half of the stuff that he's already getting away with. So he hides under the cover of darkness, and I think that's why shining a light on him would show you a big room with him slapping you upside the head and once you see someone slapping you upside the head you know exactly what's going on and you could actually deal with that particular problem here's so, here's, so that's my perspective my point of view from this entire kind of saga it so, might be so, wrong right. I, I could admit if i'm wrong sometimes i might be wrong so the challenge I might be delusional i might be too much down the rabbit hole i could admit that as well so the challenge i see is it's not just bill gates hmm. it's not just george soros it's underneath that. i mean uh vladimir putin what's they they, they some what is he worth 700 billion they argue like secret money hidden he's got like the biggest house in the world i don't know if he's actually worth whatever that is maybe it's 70 billion i don't know maybe i was wrong no 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 i'm thinking it's 700 because uh Elon Musk has almost three hundred yeah. billion in value. Yeah, so they, they say one ninety four for Bill Gates. They say that Vladimir Putin is like secret money. He doesn't want anyone to know about. I certainly don't believe all the stupid RussiaGate garbage nonsense. Mm-hmm. But you look at all of these countries, and they and they're all playing their influence games. So yeah, Bill Gates is one of the worst. Bloomberg is one of the worst. Steyer is one of the worst. These people are funneling money and doing a ton of really bad stuff. But my view of it is kind of like imagine your house is on fire. And there's big raging flames. And so you're like, the first thing we have to do is go to the electrical socket in the basement where the fire started and tell everyone that's where the fire started. That's not. (laughs) My attitude is kind of like, why don't we get everybody to put the greater fire out and then we go to the source of the fire and disable it, like turn the power off or something like that. Or, you know, you, you could try and find a way to shut the power off first. But, you know, where the fire is starting from, it's a fair point to say that I think there, there's arguments for both both our, our both our sides on this one. One could be that if there is a leak in a ship and the water is flooding up the ship, and you say we must bail the water, you're not stopping the fact the water is still filling up. We must so there's, plug there's the two, hole. Yeah, right. So, so to, to Luke's ideally. point, it's exactly. like everyone find the hole first. And then no, we no, bail no, no. the water. Luke's point is, hey, there's a crazy guy putting more holes in the boat <laughs> right now. There's a crazy guy adding more fuel to the fire right now. You know and it's I going see. to get really out of hand unless we stop this one guy who started the fire and making the fire that much worse right now as we're speaking. And I'd like to point out that there is another kingdom that is paying people to come put holes in our boat. So mm-hmm. let's see if we it, can fix it, that. It's super interesting, though, because even Lydia's back there and she's got her own like ways of viewing it for me. This is the community. This is just a a microcosm of the community. It takes all kinds. Mm -hmm. Somebody was just on Aubrey Marcus's podcast. It was a rabbi, Mordecai, I think. And he was saying, like, you know, I I have no problem with conspiracy theorists because I don't invest myself in what they believe. I think back, who were they in the tribe? Who do you want the paranoid, always vigilant person in the tribe to be? Watch Pro- person. Probably the lookout, yeah. right? You know, and they are valuable in that way. And part of what we're talking about with values is we don't have to like um, pretend like people in our community don't get on our nerves and don't um, trigger us in some ways. But the bottom line is, if we can't see any value in what's happening in front of us, then we're missing some kind of lesson or gift in it, which is why, you know, it's it's hard with what's going on in the country right now. But I'm really taking a look at it when I when I look at the the conspiratorial lens of what's happening in the world right now, I'm more curious and my ideas are way out there. Like first contact happened thousands of years ago. We just don't know what we're looking at. Technology is part of it. 
you know, I won't even go into explaining it, but what I'm saying by that is I really think that reality is weirder than most any of us can put into words. So the best thing we can do is find some kind of harmony together, whatever that actually looks like, some kind of harmony together. And that does not happen without community coming together under some premise, under some story. Let's go to Super Chats. Yes. But I will, also, I will also say just for this show, Great right? Talk. Ian and I argue and we have very different ideas. Luke and I just argue. We have very different ideas. I think that's why, like, I think a goal of the show is maybe we get a little too heated. Maybe maybe I should have been more chill about it. So No, I'll, I'll, it's fine. I want more, uh, more passion, fire. more fire. <laughs> Let's get it all out. I what? mean, we, these are important conversations that we got to get through somehow, and there's no other way but to kind of go at it. We could be fake to each other. We could exactly. pretend to believe like we're somebody like we're not. Right. I'm sick of that bullcrap. I'm sick of people talking down to each other and pretending that they're somebody that they're not. This is my point of view. This is yours. We disagree. Let's go at it. Yeah. Let's not be – let's not play patty cake and pretend all has to be real that, and that's what i'm saying about you know what i go for um i i i lost a lot of subscribers after the election of donald trump and mm. i and i said i don't think the fraud narrative is correct i think it was the shadow campaign narrative i think they changed the rules and i'm not gonna sit here and just pretend i believe something hoping my views go up that's not what i do uh and if i get angry maybe i shouldn't but you know if we have an argument i think it's a good thing and then everyone in the comments is allowed to tell me I'm wrong and, and, and argue back. And that's why I think this show is good. I would advise reviewing the tape to the point where you think you might have been overboard and just see. Because when you see yourself, you'd be like, yes, I was or no, I wasn't. It, it's okay to have natural emotional reactions. If you're angry, you're angry. Let it out. It's also, so if you hide it and try to pretend like it's not there, it festers and builds up and explodes mm -hmm. in another area of your life. So it's important to express yourself and assert yourself as a human being and, and, and not play these bullcrap social rules that are just made up and, yeah, and just are nonsensical. Pretending. I mean, there's, yeah. there, there's, you know, being respectful and stuff like that. And sometimes people get angry, but I really, th there are a lot of shows. There are a lot of commentators that can't, you know, there's a lot of people on the right that when, when a narrative emerges, I see them jump right on with yeah. whatever narrative makes the most sense. I'll, I'll, the example today, when, when the judge said this NBC reporter and this, you know, other person producer, tons of people immediately said this producer did it. And my response was, for all we know, it was Antifa driving, trying to track the jury down. And then just lied and said they were up, up the press because we've seen that happen before. Yeah. I think it's, you know, we got to be very careful not to immediately just jump on bandwagons or just do it for tribal reasons. But there are some people with big channels, with powerful followings that would absolutely just say whatever they think people want to hear if it, if it gets them more and more viewers. But I'll tell you this. When I came out and argued with Luke, a bunch of people left. Well, you know what? Look, you're free to leave if you don't like it, but I'm not going to sit here and just pretend my feelings are something else in hopes that people stay. Right. You probably evoked something inside them that they weren't ready to handle, and that's important to have on a show. You know, because a lot of I people are waiting. They're waiting. Well, you know, the thing is, is like either one of you might be more right than the other, but I think the underlying important factor is that you had the conversation so the greater community could hear two very valid points, right. and that helps refine their their blade of discernment. Yeah. I think mm -hmm. that, right. like I think this is far more important than just covering news. I think it's far more important than just covering this happened in the news today. No, we need to get passionate. We need to get involved, and we need to express our ideas in a non-scripted way that truly tell the audience who we really are. 
because like there's 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 nothing uh, narrated here. There's nothing uh, programmed here. It, it's us having a normal reaction and a normal conversation without any of these kind of paradigms that all these other mainstream media family friendly show. I can't say what I want to say, but all these other mainstream media hypocrites live by. We don't live by that by that rule set. We live by a rule set where this is what's on my mind. It's going to get out. I don't Let's care who it hurts chance. or offends. Super Chats. Let's see what you guys have to say. Smash that like button if you still like the show. Yeah. Of course you do. Thanks so much for being for, for watching everybody and supporting our work. Let's see what we got here. Oh, man. YouTube has started deleting Super Chats. What? You know, YouTube, If when you get too many, they start purging the, the back end. And that's really... I Usually it happens only when we get like a ridiculous amount of Super Chats. I didn't think we got that many. So. Got quite a few. All right. Sorry, man. All right. So we got Z Michael. He says, the source of that footage is a f- uh, front with a glowing neon sign who airdropped the file anonymously to the police. Sounds like people who live in parallel. Hmm. I'm not, I'm not hmm. sure what that means. Interesting. So it was an anonymous drop Mister. of... Okay. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know. So we, we, we do have this story. We're going to talk about this in member segment. This is crazy. Um, we were going to talk about it, but I think we got a bit philosophical. Um, Roberto Laura says, Tim, 800 OK guardsmen are not vaxxed. This is insane. I want to joke and say that if the Pentagon orders to remove those who choose not to comply with the Pentagon, just created 800 uh, Kyles, a dark winter is coming. I think the Pentagon actually said you will not be in compliance with the National Guard and thus you will just be a state militia. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's crazy. Your terms dark are acceptable. But we'll, we're, we're going to get into that too because we got some crazy uh, data coming out of the UK that uh, um, we're going to talk about in the members only segment. So go to TimCast.com, sign up. That'll be coming up around 11 or so p.m. Let's read some more Super Chats. All right, let's see. Amanda, what is it? Dilt. It's harder to read because we have smaller monitors here. Well, actually, I could probably just look up. Actually, that's way easier with the bigger TV. What am I doing? (laughs) All right, Amanda Dilt says, Hernandez video leading up Rosenbaum shows Rosenbaum chasing Rittenhouse, drops extinguisher, and runs uh, through lot, not once pointing gun at anybody. Not only that, something came out where uh, the jury said, can we get the video of Rittenhouse putting down the fire extinguisher? And I think it was, it might have been Viva Fry who said this. That's the language of the prosecution, which is indicative of the perspective of the jurors. Mm. Yeah, because the defense did not say he put down a fire extinguisher. I think they said dropped. Mm. So one, in one instance, dropping it means he's running and he drops it. In the other instance, he stops, puts it down, down. aims a weapon. Hmm. Yep. All right. I don't know. uh, Rich Leggy says, do you think the prosecution will be charged or is nothing going to happen again? Man, I hate to say it, but I think nothing's going to happen, right? Like the judge might be won't. a while. Yeah. But if the judge puts the prosecutor on the stand, I would, I'd be so happy. That'd be cool. I've never seen anything like this. It's right? an eclipse tonight, so I'm ready for anything yes. tomorrow. Yes. What, is it a total eclipse? <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's a partial. Total, it's the yeah. longest partial, partial lunar eclipse. Yep. I, hmm. I don't know longest in what period. I don't know. I saw it on. Saw it on the news. You know. The Economist said, should protesting near a courthouse be illegal because it affects jurors? Yes. How can we keep jurors safe? I'm loving Timcast IRL Van Life Edition. I don't, I don't think so. I think we have a right to express ourselves, especially in front of government institutions. Mm-hmm. But that does mean that bad people will do bad things and it's going to freak the jury out and then you end up with, you know, these bad cases. The, the, big, the greater issue is, is the culture as it is. The right is unwilling to engage in violence the way the left is. So the jurors know the fear is not acquittal. The fear, uh, I'm sorry, the fear is not conviction. It's acquittal. If the jurors convict, they know the right will grumble. If they acquit, they know they'll be threatened with their lives because the left is extreme violent and protected by the media 
and the institutions and the establishment. It's and their families, yeah. so mind-bending how people can coordinate now in the last 20 years since social media has basically been invented and how, how culture can be so rapidly formed and dissolved and altered by like a meme. like And then that controls the politics of the world. Hmm. In a Mm. Like a, a million people, like how people can protest, be like, "Hey, tomorrow, be at this place at this time," and a hundred million people, or a million people, or ten thousand people. It's like, what the? How do we? How do we yeah. protect jurors in this world? Mm. How? How do we? It's a mass mobilization realm. is a crazy thing. The founding fathers did not have to deal with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This one's a really important one. Uh, Spidge Bandersnatch says, <clears throat> "Tim, quote, no reason to give them the benefit benefit of the doubt. What happened to Hanlon's razor? Ah, I will tell you." Hanlon's razor, of course, is never attribute to malice that which can be explained right. by incompetence. My favorite. Um, however, in this instance, I cited, I think, three examples of MSNBC manipulating the news. So then when you find out an MSN- MSNBC employee was tracking the jury van, and we know the judge already said this can't happen and won't happen again, mm-hmm. there is no attribute to incompetence there. That's your, you, you, then you're just, you know, being a fool. And then as it pertains to the prosecution, they committed several grave constitutional violations. So at that point, we stopped giving them the benefit of the doubt and assuming they're just bad at their job. We say, nah, you've done it too. You fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me three times. You're not going to fool me a third time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. What do we got? James Nelson says that video appeared Friday right before prosecutors close, uh, close from an anonymous person. The crop compressed screams manufactured evidence. Hail Mary. I agree. And it just so happens that Krauss has two programs on his computer to do such a thing. And they're very specific programs. If he had Adobe Premiere, I wouldn't have batted an eye. I'd have been like, eh, it's Premiere, man. It's like basic editing software. But he has like the cropping and the compression software. Is it Specifically. Was the footage on Fox? Like actually on yeah, TV, Tucker Carlson, Carlson, so yeah. anyone could have could have snagged it off of the TV and then like, cropped so out his logo. Like, anonymous is kind of weird. Like anybody could have done that. Like, I should have sent in evidence because it probably would have appeared in <laughs> right. trial. Yeah. I mean, that's how much Seriously, oversight I'm seeing yeah. here. Brandon Taylor says the defense's tech lady said the lower resolution version was created 21 minutes and 19 seconds after the larger file they received was created. So I just don't see a reality in which the defense is like we're given two files anonymously. I'll send only one because that would imply that they were supposed to send both. The prosecution. Mm-hmm. The pro- yeah. right, prosecution. The prosecution, if they got two video files, would send both of them. Yes. Definitely. But they didn't. Absolutely. They sent one with huh. a different name that was mm. compressed. So people are like, if he sent it over uh, iPhone email, it would compress it, but it wouldn't change the name. Right. Mm-mm. No. Right. Yeah. There's not enough transparency here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something is crazy. Here we go. This is good. Tony... Uh, Nalagan says Handbrake is an activity log file in GHB directory that recorded the file names of the source, output file and timestamps, under oath, subpoena, seize the laptop. Yes. But you know what? They're not going to do it. Right. And you know why? Because the Bill judge Gates. doesn't know. <laughs> because because the judge had a secret meeting with Bill Gates and George Soto. <laughs> and DMT. While, while doing DMT. They're all doing DMT. <laughs> now it's the judge doesn't, to make doesn't sense. know. Now it checks out. The judge know. said, I don't understand, he's in his 70s. Yeah, and the defense doesn't know either. Yo, why isn't defense like watching these shows? It's not just me. Like Ricardo Law went over this stuff. They've had massive live streams about this. It's it's weird when when younger people commenting on it know far more and probably could have done a better job. I mean that's 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 a big stretch, but I mean it really does seem like there was there was a lot of lax decision making going on. How here. old were the founding fathers? Like twenty eight. 
28, 26, 30. Uh, it, it, was, it was a wide yeah. range. They weren't 70. They weren't 78 years old. Those, some, some, I think Ben, ben Franklin, Franklin was, was the oldest. Yeah. And he, well, one of the oldest. Yeah. He was like in his 50s, right? Or something. I don't know. Right? I, don't I think know. so. Yeah. This is, this is interesting. Andy F says, Krauss claimed the detective sent him two versions and the second version was messed up. He gave some reason the detective did it, but I can't remember what it was. So if the file was created 21 minutes after the video they got, then the detective created both. There's no scenario in which it makes sense that an anonymous source sent two files to the detective created within 21 minutes of each other. And then the detective sent both. One was messed up. And then the prosecution just failed to deliver the high res version for any reason. None of this adds up. Mm Mm-mm. Let's just let's just play devil's advocate. Krauss got two versions. Well, then he withheld evidence because he should have sent both. Yeah, that alone right. is, is I mean, the evidence has enough? to be recalled, yeah. I would imagine. And he didn't. So if that's the case, mistrial with prejudice. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not. I, 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 you, it, you also there's levels of ineptitude. If you're looking for like <laughs> malice and ineptitude, you have to think like. What kind of an attorney is this? And would he not have thought of sending both of them? Like, how much ineptitude do you have to go to before you start realizing some of it is is malintent? I'm going to make a prediction. JN says, possibility of verdict coming on Friday. So on the weekend, mm. things, people go off. Oh, media cookies. Could be. Here's my prediction. Tomorrow, mistrial with prejudice. Oof. Okay. Okay. Place your bets. You know why? That will create the maximum impact on the riots. The judge has to know, hmm. though. Waiting the- till Friday. The judge said last week he didn't want to do it, go another week. He wanted to start a new trial on Monday. And he's like, why don't we do closing on Friday? Mm. And they were like, no, we should do closing on Monday. And I think both the state and the defense were like, yo, if we, we should not. But, uh, that would have only triggered deliberations, um, on Monday, I suppose. But so, so maybe that wasn't a factor. They waited till a Friday. Is the judge going to want to carry on? Or is he going to say it's been three days? If the jury is hung, then we'll make a decision on mistrial. Hmm. If he declares a mistrial, there may be some riots, but probably not. If he declares a mistrial with prejudice, which he has very good reason to do, they will light that city up. Poor Kenosha. Yeah, but poor everywhere else. It's not just going to be Kenosha. You're right. New York City, Los Angeles, Washington, D.C., Chicago. So what are, so I'll tell you this. We got the mobile RV here, the, the, the studio. Is the crew going to be able to drive it back if riots erupt over the weekend? Hopefully. Probably. It's Texas to the East Coast. They're not really driving through any big crazy cities or anything like that. But uh, mistrial with prejudice, I think if the judge says mistrial with prejudice, I think we may actually get George Floyd level riots. Wow. Go again. I'm just saying I think it's possible. I'm not saying it's definitive. And the reason is just it would send a message to the left that the judge is everything they feared and the and. He knows Rittenhouse is guilty, but he's going to let him go. And that's going to be their narrative. And they're going to be like, it's worse. It's worse than we realized. It is the system is so corrupt. They will let them walk free. And then they'll be like, shut it down. That would be the narrative. That's right. I'd like to see that personally. I I don't know if I can bet on it, but it seems like that's what has happened is a a mistrial should be called. With prejudice. Yeah. Like immediately, too, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It should have been done first thing this week. Over the, 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 they, they filed on the 15th. The judge knew the evidence was not delivered. He knew they're deliberating on tampered evidence. That's crazy to me. So the judge has to be ready for a mistrial of prejudice. Do it on a Tuesday. Yeah, middle of the Do week. Do it on a Friday? At least it's colder outside, I guess. Yeah, that's true. But LA. Uh, yeah. I mean, what's the weather this weekend? That has something Oof. to do with it. Uh, hopefully not. Little nice. Tails Farm says, hey, Tim, Jack Posobiec just said on Telegram, 
that Kyle's defense lawyer says he believes it's a 6-6 deadlock with a jury just just now. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I've seen that. How yeah. would they know that? The Just by eyeballing the jury when they're sitting I there? I don't know. That's a good point. How would the defense know exactly? Inside source? I don't oh, know. Oh, it could be based on the uh, the memos coming out, asking oh, the judge. Oh, yeah. He was looking at the memos. Yeah. A lot of people pointed that out. All right. Ryon, uh, Ryonin Taka says, you're right, Tim. Those programs are for specific purposes. No reason to have them otherwise. They're playing to the judge's tech ignorance, praying he sees through it and nukes them for it. Disgusting. There is an argument they want a mistrial, but without prejudice. Or... If Binger really is the the cult member ideologue, some people have accused him of being, he purposely wants to sabotage, trigger a mistrial with prejudice to make no, more. They should make a chaos. movie about that. I, Change the names. I've wondered whether it was like intentionally stupid. Like, the, mm-hmm. you know, what, the way he was going about it seemed intentionally stupid. And I almost wondered what's the angle of, of the judge to, what did he say? Like, I don't believe you. I don't right. believe you're acting in good faith. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to allow it is basically, you know, what happened. So, yep. I mean, he he's probably, I hope he's a little bit more hip and he's letting something play out. <clears throat> is it, what, what was it in the art of war said when your enemy's making a mistake, don't interrupt them. Don't yeah. interrupt them. Yep. I'm hoping that's it. Yeah, I hope so. So, uh, Slenzer says, mistrial without prejudice is bad for defense. It's like taking off your shoes at TSA doesn't protect you from the next bad, uh, from the next thing bad actors do. But... This will dramatically alter their use of the video evidence and the drone stuff. It'll mm. call everything crafted into question. If there's a mistrial without prejudice, and then they still investigate what Kraus did, it could result in just charges not being refiled for political reasons and practical reasons. But we have this other one. This is from Chet Chisholm. He says, Barnes mentioned that if it's a mistrial, then that means they may be trying to run Kyle's funds down to zero so he can't defend adequately. I do not believe that's correct. Hmm. Because the prosecution knows that Kyle Rittenhouse is not just funded by himself. Mm-mm. This is the biggest, it's a high-profile trial. And if they did that, and the defense team for Rittenhouse came out and made a video and said, we need your support, they would raise two million bucks in ten minutes. Yeah. It's not an issue of funding. Um, and, and maybe, it may be. But Rittenhouse... His team, they will have the support of the people because even the progressives have started acknowledging that it right. looked like self-defense. They're mm-hmm. like, maybe we're wrong about this and we were wrong about that. You're going to get too many people being like, I will give you 50 bucks. And then he's going to have all the funds for And in fact, this may result in a bigger defense team. Yeah. I mean, they should have Andrew Baranka advising yes, they them. they should. No joke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm actually, actually surprised they didn't. Yeah, I thought they were going to. I don't know. Were why. they? Yeah, I thought they were. He's, yeah. he's, he's the law of self-defense guy. We've yes. had him on the show. Yes. Excellent commentary. He, he, he just has such great insight. He's he, the expert. Yeah, he writes for Legal Insurrection. You guys definitely want to check him out when it comes to cases like this. He just, when I read a bunch of news articles and I get a bunch of words and I'm like, that's interesting. When I read his, he like breaks down like mm-hmm. the elements of self-defense and goes to the details. And I'm like, that's just a better analysis. You know that's what I mean? Great. Yeah. But I also like Ricada Law's streams with all the lawyers too, because, yeah. you know, then you're hearing from a lot of different people and there's a bit of a, you know, here's this, here's that. I wonder if, like, the defense can just get, like, a panel from Rakeda to, like, advise in the background. Because then they'd win. It'd be, like, every every legal point, every precedent. Why wasn't that done? I mean, like, I'm going to say it one more time. It's a high-profile case. They're boomers. Shouldn't that be the norm? They're boomers. They don't know what they're doing. I hope that's... I don't know. I don't know if I hope that's the case. Their third eye is calcified. That's right. 
Yeah, do some. Uh, need a dark room That's retreat the with Marcus. I hear you did a movie about that. Yeah. <laughs> so now we're getting to the super chats where everyone was spamming. Luke is right. Tim, shut up. Luke is 100% correct. <laughs> good part. Uh, listen, Shout Tim. Out Luke is right. Luke. Let Luke speak the truth. Right uh, let's power. see. Luke is right. Tim is scared. Tim, Tim is right. Tim prefer. Right. Oh, here's one. George Cruz says, Tim prefers showing facts to support his claims. We know Gates controls, but show proof of his corruption. Devil's advocate. Mm. See, uh, devil's advocate. That's me. You're advocating for me. I'm, what is this? Devil's advocate. <laughs> uh, Carter Strasser says, Tim getting ratioed in chat. I know you're all seeing it. Even Tim. Tim, you're cranky. Lack of sleep. You're being a bit of a Richard to Luke. Chill out. I will be fair. And I'll say this. We did that really, really big show on Tuesday. And I'm like, you know, sorting through all that. I had to wake up super early so I could get my work done so I could go on Rogan. Yeah. So I did an hour and uh, an hour and 40, uh, an hour and 20 minutes in the morning, th- three hours with Rogan and then three hours at night. And then I wake up again to do the same thing then do an hour with Jones and then do another three hours at night. And then I got to wake up again tomorrow. So truth be told, I'm probably very drained. You look pretty tired. Excuses. Yeah. <laughs> Excuses. No, I was just thinking. You we all tired. work hard. That yeah. was yesterday, Tim. We all work nonstop. I don't. Mr. Vintage says, Lucas spent too much time with Alex Jones. Oh. I don't think that's We've possible. seen each other like for the first time in like 10 years. I love the... When, uh, last year when he came and woke me up in my RV. Oh, yeah. It was great. And this was, was the funny. second time seeing him. In like ten years, uh, in very short up, instances. If you keep so. it up, your voice is gonna start sounding like this. <laughs> and now, now, and now. To be fair, I was actually just reading all of the ones that were pro Luke, but there are some that were pro Tim. Um, Pagan libertarian Milady says you won't be able to wake people up like that, Luke. Don't cast pearls before before mm. swine. No, 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 ish Sherlock. I know, the, but we, we got to talk about the solutions and them. That's all. Camel of the Mojave says, Luke, the average person is not going to wake up. They aren't listening. Build a strong community. Tell the government f off. And the people around you know free stuff. The elites are the people cho- uh, chosen by the lazy common folk. Yeah. Well, you can't be too nihilistic. You can't be too black-pilled and just think everyone's uh, lazy and everyone's stupid. That's the thinking of the elites. That's the uh, that's the thinking that the elites <laughs> want you to have. The common man wants the best for him and his family or her and, and her family. And I, I think if we could just understand that most people are good uh, deep down, they're not psychopathic people who hang out with Jeffrey Epstein and do unspeakable things to children in the name of some kind of weird, multidimensional religion. Luke and I were in Korea, and we did a political compass tests, and I was center-left, and he was like a mirror image. Like, we were like inversions, like right in the middle, libertarian, center-left, center-right. Oh, cool. I think that's a good example of what it is. Like, yeah. I think we're actually both right, but kind of not seeing exactly what it is and i got frustrated and you get intense reverberations and then the casimir effect mm. i think that's what causes <laughs> gravity i'm not there's sure. also the danger of like typecasting all people and saying that's not the way to do it that's not you the way to both. do it yeah absolutely that's the reason why you know like stuart copeland and sting they they hated mm. one another and sting wanted a different kind of drum sound and stuart said no and you got police coming out of it we we need some of that you know what we can just do it's very simple. Start, Start a band. band. Start Bill Gates sucks. That's the name of the band. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. It's not just about me and Luke. That's unfair. We got a super chat here from David Tracy. He says, Ian is completely right. Oh. A new king solves nothing. A Magna Carta that makes the king irrelevant solves plenty of problems, at uh. least for a while. So you know what? There's more than enough of everyone here being right. And we all get participation trophies. That's yes. right. Thank you, You get Tim. a sticker. <laughs> you get a sticker. Yeah. Yeah. I, I voted today. Star sticker, yeah. 
John Boyle says Bill Gates is evil, but I don't think he has he has this master plan to change the fabric of America. And if there is this plan for the Great Reset, you think we would have any idea who the who developed this ingenious Mm. plan? There is a plan. I think him, Schwab, the Davos group, um, like you, you guys, you got really got to take a look at what goes on in Davos for the World Economic Forum. It's not just the World Economic Forum. There's this big peripheral institution around it. All these people show up, setting up pop-ups, boutiques, all promoting much of the exact same ideas. So you have, this is crazy, like, and in, in, I, I went to Davos during the World Economic Forum. I couldn't get into the actual thing. I was in the pop-ups. But you actually have, like, on a mountain, basically, at the top, all of the global elites being like, here are the issues of the world. And when you talk, it's the World Economic Forum. And then outside, you have, like, the nobles, who are all like, the kings are all correct and let's bask in they're walking around and you've got high ranking, you know, uh, politicians and the family members and all that stuff all laughing and, you know, cheersing and drinking, you know, beer outside of the palace. And then in far, far away where the actual peasants are tilling the fields, they have no idea what's going on. Mm-hmm. They're, they're walled out. I, I guess my point there is just that it's not just the, the, uh, the royalty, it's the nobility mm. that, that you know, shuffles around underneath and, mm. and then opens their mouths as the refuse pours from the, the palace. The court, the king's court that lives within the, the castle right. and the castle grounds. The yes, also, right. everything they talk about makes some sense in the, in the futuristic tech, you know, technological world that we're living in. They're also talking about, you know, the last thing that I saw from them is they're talking about reshaping food systems, um, you know, from farm to lab as well. But basically using science and data to revolutionize whole food systems and to homogenize it. So instead of having like individual, you know, groups being able to feed individual areas, every one across the board, if, if this goes through, will be run by a singular system. Now, that just seems like common sense in a world that does want some kind of global top down rule. I think we're, we're moving into technocracy. That's that's my with opinion. food. That's dangerous to uniform food because if like a uh, a virus or a bacteria emerges that destroys a certain type of food or a fungus or something, and then we've all we've created our entire system based on like a specific kind of potato, that could be very dangerous. They're, and they're talking about land use mainly. They're talking about how do we use land? You know, will they get to the point where they're like, let's take imminent domain to a global level and talk about how are we going to feed by twenty fifty. 10 billion people, which is their projections. So they're, they're already in the long game thinking of 2050. I'll give, uh, Luke mentioned this, but we have a super chat too. Uncle Sam says, my view on who to blame. Look in the mirror. Every one of us has a part in this. Luke is right. Vote with your money. That means giving up conveniences. It won't change until we ourselves change. We have more power than we know. That's correct. Uh, v for Vendetta, you know, uh, if you're looking for the guilty party there, and some are more guilty than others, you need only look into the mirror. I know why you did it. It's, it's a great, it's, it's well written. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's regular people. And that's why, you know, my view is very much like change as many, it's grassroots. And that's probably because I come from, you know, a more like lefty libertarian perspective where it's like get as many of the, of the, of, of the working class and little people to share your idea. And then it affects the greater system above. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I, but I think, you know, I think, I think we both made our points and we're both like probably in agreement with each other, just kind of like slightly on the other side. Let's see. Monkey Wang says Alex Jones explains the Bill Gates situation better than Luke and that's scary. Oh. <laughs> well, that's Jones has been part. talking about it for a long time. I went Monkey on, Wang. Well, well, going on, you know, I was on, uh, uh, InfoWars with Jones and, uh, he would say things 
that sounded outlandish to me, and I'd be like, I don't know about that. He goes, it's proven, it's confirmed, it's declassified, and I'd be like, okay. And then he'd like, Care. anyway, moving on. It's like, I don't, I can't really say anything to something I don't know. Sounds but, like Alex needs a Jamie. No, 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 no. Like, his show is very in the weeds. You know what I mean? And for me to go on and hear these things for the first time that I've never fact-checked or looked into, Whoa. but his audience all knows. Oh, I'm looking. I'm going to watch that. That's, that's going to be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> is that up already? Alex's? I, I think so. Yeah, because I think it goes out live, doesn't it? Yeah, I thought it streamed. I'm not yeah, sure, yeah. though. I don't know. He gets a ridiculous amount of traffic. People don't realize this. Really they thought they, they thought they obliterated it. Like, they thought they banned him. They canceled him. And then I went and checked out Banda.video, and he's had millions of views, and I was like, wow. You know, he was big before social media, and they and he got way too, he got massive, and then they banned him, and then he's still big. It's like, he's bigger than he was before social media. He's not as big as he was when he was on, you know, the big platforms. But he he did an interview with me outside the house, and it got half a million views in a day or something, he's and so I was good. just like, wow, man. Wow. I yeah, actually, they, whenever I t- uh, post about him on social media now, I, I use has- hashtag. I use at Ben Stewart because you have an account. Mm. Because he gets banned, I'm just like, hashtag Alex Jones. It's good enough. Totally. You follow yeah. the hashtag. Yeah. He's, he, a, he's become a, a hashtag now. He also did a good job on Michael Malice's show. You know, mm. he oh. stayed stayed calm. You know. Yeah. When, they, when, they, when did he go on and what did they argue about? Well, I mean... To be honest, like I didn't get through more than twenty minutes because of my day wouldn't allow it. But I mean, he started off. Michael Malice was just like, "I'm gonna run through a bunch of. First, I'm gonna tell you conspiracy theory isn't just one thing. A lot of people love making things like super simplistic. But then he was like, you know, okay, Loch Ness monster. He was like, not real, Bigfoot. You know, I don't believe it. You know, and then you know, Gulf of Tonkin, and he went like a history buff. You know, into real good detail. But he wasn't like. He wasn't Alex Jones. I remember the f- the first time when he started yelling into the microphone. <laughs> you know, he wasn't doing stuff like that. They had a really chill conversation. It was a good one. You're welcome, Michael You're Malice. welcome. Mm-hmm. Yes. Imagine. When was that? Oh, man. It, it was, was recently, right? It was, I mean, it was definitely after, maybe a month after the they were on the sh- this show last time. Oh, and nice. I think it was because of this show, he was like, listen, I want to get you just one-on-one talking, you know, not with other people, just you bring the volume down and it was a really good show i've been so intrigued watching alex jones ideas because so many people discard him out of hand and i'm like i don't think you can safely do that i think that he should be an inspiration to kind of look into some of this stuff for yourself because he says things that are true in a way that's very hyperbolic mm-hmm. and i think it turns some people yeah. off from it but it's like Yo, you should check it out. Well, everyone should be held accountable for their actions, and there's a lot to say about individuals and what they said before, and um, I'll leave it at that. All right, let's see. We'll just do a couple more here. We'll do do a couple more here. Oh, it's 10 already. It is 10. What a great show. All right, we got Jordan. VT says, I agree with you, Tim, on the importance of building culture. Disagreements happen in society, and demonstrating how to have a conversation with opposing views on your show can help build a stronger culture. I agree. I agree. Neil Hamilton Jr. says Luke is right and that the patterns of bad actors should be exposed. Tim, you are correct and that the way we do that matters. Yeah, I think I think uh, I think we're both right. As long as you don't manipulate people in order to try to convince them that your side is better. I think that's the big difference because and that needs to be addressed here, because if you're thinking humanity is dumb and stupid, you need to manipulate them to think like you are. You're becoming what you're fighting. And that's what I want to not do. And that's why I think I had such a strong reaction towards this myself. So there's there's we got one more. And um, the only one we didn't get is the Ben is right. But this is uh, (laughs) press. And says, damn, Tim's wrong. Luke's wrong. Ian's 
Lydia's wrong. Oh, Lydia's right. They got yes, us, Lydia. Thank you. I finally got a. By the way, is right. Andrew Bronco I like disagree. your uncle or something? No, that no, was not I love right. Him, though we do oh. look really similar. Yeah. Uh, guys, go to TimCast.com, become a member. We're gonna have a member segment. We're we'll talking about the National Guard and like I guess the threat of disbanding them or something. Mm, that's wild. And we got some we got some new data out of the UK as as it pertains to COVID rates. This is something that YouTube is like would maybe even ban us for talking oh about it. this is scientific data. that's how scary it is what's going on but uh but we'll talk about that stuff so go to timcast.com become a member don't forget to smash the like button subscribe to the channel thanks so much for supporting our work we're, we, we we endeavor to create uh, a space where it's like authentic i guess real we swear you know? a lot good times well no i don't mean the members i just mean for the oh, show in yeah. general that's true too. like i'm not gonna pretend i believe something for the sake of trying to make money i don't yeah. care i don't want to do that um, but uh, I really appreciate all of you guys who watch and, and, and give us your support and appreciate what we do. So you can follow the show at Timcast IRL. You can follow me at Timcast basically everywhere. Uh, you want to shout anything out, Ben? Yeah. So I just premiered here in Austin a film yeah. with Aubrey Marcus. He's he's a really cool influencer. Um, but he did Seven Days in Darkness um, just to see what he could see. And the, the film is out now, AubreyMarcus.com. Um, we really go into it with a film that's like an initiation. We recreate some of the visions, like the DMT visions that he had in there. And it's, let me just end on this. When you do go into darkness, something does happen with your pineal gland, your circadian rhythm, and endogenous DMT. And that's why I'm wearing the DMT Quest shirt. Oh, you guys yeah. should watch DMT Quest documentary on YouTube. And then go to benjosephstewart.com, sign up, become a member. I'd love you forever. That, that are, we gonna, are we going to do like a documentary documentary or something? Or? Welcome to the machine. I got yeah. Charles we, Eisenstein um, right now helping with like the future of where technology could go. And so, yeah, I got, I got some really good people working on that. But because I, I was working on the Aubrey Marcus film, I haven't made much headway past development. I want to do something on DMT. I want to do like – I really want to explore that and get – you know, deep and big and long, like two hours. I want, I want someone to go down to the shamans in South America and like, like a toad or something. I mean, no, 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 no. I, I just mean like, I want to know everything there is to know about the research and the culture and what they've been doing, what they've discovered with it. DMT, I think, may be one of the most fascinating things to me. Yeah. It is. You know what? Like this guy, John Chavez, DMT Quest. Let's talk about that afterwards. Yeah, there's a lot of so, there's also a lot of fraud shamans out there, so be careful with that. Mm -hmm. But there's also prisons in Brazil using DMT to help prisoners get over, uh, you know, being murderers and other. There's crazy mm -hmm. stories surrounding it. But to to what you were saying, maybe this is why space is 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 so dark. Uh, but that's another thing. Mm -hmm. But I remember watching your movies all the way back in the, in the 2000s. What was it, Climatica? And then was what was the other one? Uh, Esoteric Agenda. Esoteric Agenda. That was the one. I was like, whoa, that's really cool. I got to get to know you. We got to know each other. Uh, it's good to see you again. Thank you so much for coming on. I wish I, I would have brought my uh, Jeff, uh, my uh, Bill Gates is not a medical doctor T-shirt <laughs> to Austin. Sadly, I didn't. But if you want yours, you can get it on the bestpoliticalshirts.com. And of course, I have a YouTube channel where I was translating German once again on my <laughs> YouTube channel, which you definitely want to watch. I had a lot of fun doing that on youtube.com forward slash we are change. Thanks for having me. Great debate. Let's go. Let's keep, let's keep, uh, let's keep, uh, sharpening the, what is it? Sharpening the iron? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Whatever. The, the iron I mean. is hot and now is the time to temper it. And that is what we are doing here with you. You are amazing people. Thank you for being here and chatting and letting us know what you think of being part of this. Great, I'm so happy journey. to be here too. I'm just, I love you. I'm ben. just going to say that. I love y'all. Ben, thanks for coming, man. Yeah, yeah it's always a blast. If you want to check out my website, it's iancrossland.net, and I will catch you guys later. Yeah, and I just want to leave you guys with a thought that Carl Jung had, which is that 
people don't have ideas, ideas have people. People like Bill Gates and George Soros are living out an idea that we're better off understanding before we try to attack the symptoms of the idea. Uh, Linda, you, guys, you want to uh, yeah, we we'll go, go at it? Show, wanna, I, will, I, will, I will not hold back. That's not yeah. fair. You try to throw in a That's shucker right. punch. Stand a put, put that for the record. Yes, Linda's throwing <laughs> sucker punches. Bill no, Gates no, no. can and come to my private island She's not even changing the camera anytime, on me. So. No, I'm going to leave she's you been, off forever. She's been passive aggressively not changing the camera on me this whole time in Austin. Just in the corner turning I'm so disappointed in you, Linda. I'm disappointed. I'm mad at you. Hey, just let me get my last word in. Like I'm just kidding. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Sour Patch Lids. We will see you all at TimCast.com in the members segment. Thanks for hanging out. Bye, guys. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.